Hey, chickadees. Welcome to a very special episode of the War Porn Podcast, whereas we don't have a movie this week. Instead, we're going to be talking about all the hate that I received on the internet, as well as some of the hate that my co-host has received in the past. We're going to talk about how it happened, the story of leading up to it during my emotions and, and my reactions to the whole situation. And then we're going to be sort of just breaking the whole thing down. So I hope you guys enjoy and listen to the end. Just a quick trigger warning. There's quite a few difficult topics in this episode, including suicide, mental health, and violence and and hate. And there's quite a bit of swearing. So if you're used to my PG-13 TikToks, uh, be aware that I'm going to drop quite a few F-bombs. So get excited, I guess. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode, and thank you again, as always, for tuning in. Uh, Enjoy. All right, hello, welcome back to another episode, a very special episode of the War Porn Podcast. It's me, your illustrious host, uh, Patrick Lawler. And I'm the illustrious other host, Gene Meyer. I'm a disabled... We were supposed to give our pitch, but I didn't. I'm a disabled veteran. I'm a clinical therapist. And we usually talk about movies with a bent towards what they have to say about war and junk. But this week, we're going to talk about all the hatred that we have received. All the beautiful hatred. People are mad at me, Gene. I know, I know. (laughs) They're real cheesed off. Yes, and it was it was quite an interesting week for you, Patrick. And I really thought that, you know, we like to talk about movies on this podcast, but I think it's good to check in once in a while, especially uh, with something as profound as what happened this past week. And I think I think there's a lesson here for us to for us to learn and for us to like pass on to our listeners, hopefully. I agree. This is something I think we're gonna be doing. More often, these special episodes uh, where we just talk about mental health mm-hmm. and the things that occur in our lives mm-hmm. or or just if we feel like it. It's our podcast. Yeah. We'll do whatever we want. You yeah. can't, you can't, you can't silence me. Oh boy, I'm already off the rails. Yeah, drink that Red Bull. I'm going <laughs> to it. It's going to get worse from here, chickadees. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we start, uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at right. warpornpodcast at gmail. We've been getting some of your emails. We sure have. I don't know if this is the episode where we're going to go into them, but maybe we'll do like mm-hmm. a special mail episode. Yeah, maybe Christmas. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> mail call. <laughs> oh boy, what a week. What a week I've had. Yeah. What day did it even start? Um, was it Monday? I don't remember. I th- no Monday was uh, we premiered our Batman episode, and you made that silly Batman video. Oh, the Batman! I had so much fun with that. It was, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun video. I I didn't get the views that I wanted. I think because I didn't, I wasn't dumb Batman right up top. Yeah, I shouldn't have that buried it. You. you gotta bury. You, you, can't, you can't bury, bury the, lead the lead on TikTok. No, you gotta come right out as Bat no. Trump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was uh, it was a great video. I, I do hope you bring that character back. I, I brought him back like yesterday when I was okay. yelling about Trump. Just I in the middle of a video when I was making fun of Trump yelling about the wind and how it kills birds. I know more about the wind than you. Yeah, so I put the Batman <laughs> mask on for no reason. It was like wind crimes. Yes, yes. I also no one under no one got the joke. I was saying wind crimes like wind chimes, but oh, you were making so a pun. It was it was like a Batman Trump. It was like a nine layered pun for no one. Damn, that's wow. <laughs> You were playing 4D chess with your TikTok audience. Just like our beautiful president, mm-hmm. the greatest... It was the best beautiful <laughs> president we've ever had. <laughs> so I think, first of all, uh, in case this is anyone's first time listening to this podcast, 
Uh, I think it's important that you explain a little bit of what your internet persona is and the following you've developed from it. Sure. So I joined TikTok roughly um, end of August, I think. And in that time, I've gained uh, roughly 320,000 followers and has have had almost 6 million likes. I, I don't know how many views. Probably 30 million views, I would say. Nice. It doesn't... It only gives you 28 days, but I've had mm-hmm. 15 million over the last 28. And my content originally was supposed to be, uh, what I was working on was like veteran stuff, like veteran advocacy, mental health advocacy, all comedic, kind of mm-hmm. like I had a series, Don't Things to Not Ask Veterans. I had uh, a lot of stuff with my ADHD, PTSD. I still do that occasionally, but most of my content has shifted into uh, me yelling into the mirror about the precedent. Yep. and a lot of people find it very cathartic to see me i i like to think of myself as making a purely emotional appeal i i don't do a lot of um hey let me break down this or that Mm -hmm. it's more let me uh, react emotionally to the news that i just heard and i think there's i think it's good to have both i like to link a lot of creators that are like let me break down exactly why this is bad mm-hmm. and i'm not really going for that i'm just like let me show you how angry i am mm-hmm. so you're you know kind of giving a voice to a lot of rage that a lot of people were feeling this summer sometimes rage sometimes bemusement sometimes it's confusion uh shock when he got the coronavirus <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i was one of the few people who i didn't really make jokes i didn't really think it was funny he got the virus because i was so like the the soldier in me was so concerned about national security and like mm-hmm. the fact that the president was now incapacitated and everyone was like ha 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 he deserves it and it's like yeah sure but he's still the damn president that's not yeah. good for us you told me they put up uh jet fighters with nuclear bombs in yep, them we because Basically, uh, we started flying jets on the coast with nukes in them as a deterrent to other countries to just be like, hey, don't try anything. Yeah. I know <laughs> I, I know. now it seems like the time, but don't. Because, you know, national security and all that. Also, Pence is a ghoul. Like mm-hmm. a living, mm-hmm. uh, he died sometime in like 1968. <laughs> was reanimated into the form of a, a horrible evangelical. Is he technically, he's an evangelical, right? I don't, I, know. I don't I, know what the clarification is. I gotta admit, I don't like Mike Pence. I do think he's a bit of a daddy. A bit I, of a daddy? Ew. He, I just think, Ew. his hair's so white and he's so That's serious. That's what you want? I don't know, Patrick. I just, I just, I don't he, know. He, he looks like he's <laughs> literally rotting. I, a fly landed on him. <laughs> I know, and I was kind of jealous. I was like, I want to land. But, I mean, he's evil. He's he's absolute evil. He's absolute evil. Do not, do not. <laughs> but he's like, I don't know. I, 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 maybe I'm just not attracted to evil. <laughs> oh, dude, you got to get with the times, bro. Come on. So your, your TikToks blew up. Your blue, your TikToks blew up. Sure. Uh, and, and, you know, if you haven't listened to our first episode, it's all about Patrick's rise to tiktok fame i also came out as queer um during my tiktok time so i'm like a queer disabled veteran which is Mm -hmm. i think important because it's going to come up as we explain all the the hatred i've been getting yeah and and i think it really struck a chord with a lot of people to see a queer disabled veteran who was uh just campaigning basically against the president and his evil administration and all that and it rightfully so it really blew up and you got a a huge platform, which partially was the reason we wanted to start this podcast, was so we could... 
I think we actually had this idea before I got big. I was mm -hmm. listening to our original episode in Bumblebee, and I jokingly was like, follow my TikToks! Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody cared then. Yeah. And then, like, two episodes later, you're it was like, like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm a famous. star. <laughs> Where's my Dasani water? Yeah. I, I, I'm still <laughs> waiting for that check from uh, George Soros. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my where's my lib my libtard check? Yeah. So this week I decided okay, so I talk about the president a lot. I yell about how he's a fascist. Mm -hmm. I yell about um why you should, you know, vote for Biden, et cetera, et cetera. And I always would get these comments being like, You don't know what you're talking about. This two party system's how we got here at Joe Jurgensen twenty twenty. Uh and to a very lesser extent, Howie whatever his name is. So Joe Jurgensen's the libertarian yes i think so and howie mandel it's not mandel but i always think <laughs> yeah that. i always am like howie don't say mandel <laughs> it might be hawkins i think it's howie, howie hawkins. hawkins is the you can tell they're a legitimate candidate that totally has a chance of winning because we know who they are <laughs> and have heard their name before yesterday it, uh, by the way, uh, if you don't like a man being incredibly condescending <laughs> about third-party voters, I would turn back now. Yeah. Well, we we shall get to that. That's how. Well, so I I would always get these comments, Joe Jurgensen, brr. And first of all, Joe Jurgensen is a terrible candidate. If you just look at her policies, she's a laissez-faire capitalist who doesn't support the minimum wage, doesn't think healthcare is a right, and in the midst of this pandemic, wants to strip all government regulations and just let the economy decide. Time out real quick. So we didn't mention that during your rise to TikTok fame, part of the reason why it kind of blew up was you sort of drew the attention of a lot of trolls on the right. Who sure, were yes. Doing stuff like questioning your service. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah. And that, and, and you... <laughs> I forgot about all the violent hate. Yeah. All the violent hate, which for the most part came from... Uh, Republicans and Nazis and all this who are yes. saying, oh, you're not a real veteran. Oh, you're not really queer. Oh, fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. And you, as we talked about in the first episode, you sort of took on the shield of I'm going to stand up to these bullies because if they are bullying me, that means they're not bullying other people out there. And you were sort of defending these progressive people against these really hate-filled mongers for the most part. Yes, that was the original intent once I shifted my focus after the uh, summon the gays video yeah i will say i though the closer we get to the election i don't think i've changed my rhetoric too much if anything i've gotten louder and more uh, determined but the hate i receive from the right is less and less mm -hmm. every day which is odd to me i don't know if they're just tired or i'm not because some of these videos are getting millions and millions of views so mm -hmm. it's getting Put a shout on the for you page for anyone to find i tag i use republican tags all that crap and yet I, I mean, I get them here and there. Trump 2020 or you don't know, you're blah, blah, blah. Couple kids, you're not a real soldier. Mm -hmm. But it's it's less over the last few weeks. And I'm not I'm not really sure why. Maybe you're just winning. Maybe I'm defeating <laughs> fascism. Yeah, dude. Which is what you set out to do. So what were, what were we talking about? Oh, the so Joe Jorgensen yeah. is, the, is a very terrible candidate that everybody keeps um, bringing up. And then Howie, the Green Party. And like maybe there's a third or fourth party i don't i don't, there, there, I don't know there are a couple so i decided i was gonna make a third party video where i said hey third party voters and right out of the gate incredibly condescending mm -hmm. like first i 
I don't think that people realize that I'm doing a character. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything I do online is part of my personality, but I'm not like sitting in my room being like, "I'll show you nuts." Like, it's, yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a theater person. Mm-hmm. I'm getting in front of the mirror and I'm building myself up and I'm picking emotions to really highlight and go crazy with. And this time I chose uh, condescension. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to these these third party voters the way I might speak to an unruly teenager. Just like, all right, champ, it's time to it's time to stop this nonsense. And I my the video was basically I know that you want to vote for how you feel. Because first of all, I find it, my thought process is the following. We have a fascist running for office who is currently trying to steal the election through the courts. And the only person who can possibly beat him is Joe Biden. And the reason that is, is because of years of gerrymandering, years of voter suppression, the fact that the Electoral College just isn't set up for a third party candidate, the fact that the third party candidate hasn't won a single state since 1968. And while people come in and they're like, well, in 2016... They won more than ever, still couldn't get the 5% minimum that they require to get federal funds. Mm-hmm. And the idea that uh, at this point when I did it, like 15 days out from the election, we were going to swing from people already deciding who they were going to vote for for some cheeseball third party candidate. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. At this point, you're voting for how you feel. And I find that offensive because I, and there's some instances like Maine, like, people come in and be like, well, Maine has ranked choice voting. I'm like, well, then I'm not talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> or someone would come in and be like, well, I live in deep California, so I'm going to vote third part. It's like, all right, I disagree with you because there's voter suppression in California, but I understand that, like, someone in deep New York City maybe doesn't matter as much as someone in a sling slate. Swing. A sling slate. A swing state. A swing state like Pennsylvania. Which, by the way, can we just take a moment to say... Fuck the electoral college. This entire election comes down to Pennsylvania. It's yeah, our entire election. It's crazy because I I live in outside of Philadelphia and I have never seen more lawn signs in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, the entire election's coming down to your state. It's crazy. The whole damn thing. It's I get, ridiculous. I get like five texts a day that are all like, "Hey Jennifer, are you gonna vote for Joe Biden?" Are you Jennifer now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's all <laughs> kinds of names. Yeah, I saw some of yours. It was yeah. like the Joe Biden was like, "Hey, how's it going?" I hope that you're voting for Joe this year. And then the ones from Trump are like, Hey, Patriot! Yeah. It's time to kick down America's butthole and just, like, vote for the president. Well, it's true with the signs, too. Like, like if someone has a Biden sign on their lawn, it'll be, like, very tastefully placed. Like, maybe right next to the mailbox. But then, like, there's this, like, building near me where it's just a giant American flag. <laughs> Trump. Just, like, aggressive poster placement everywhere like he's just punishing you with these fucking lawn signs it's ridiculous Ugh. so i i this video uh there's an analogy i like where it's a bus the bus analogy that voting isn't a marriage but voting is that you're taking a bus and you should take the bus that's going in the direction you want to go even if it won't get you all the way to your destination it's better than not taking the bus at all or in my, that I added to the analogy, third party, which is a broken down bus that says it's going to your house, but it doesn't have an engine. And I said it real condescendingly. I was like, all right, champ, you're taking a bus. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's not going to your house. And it was, it was a lot. What, I have to ask, why did you pick condescension as your tone? 
because I am angry and I I didn't first I didn't really think it through. I will say I'm realizing after the fact how condescending I was when I was doing it. I mean, my whole character is a bit of a dick. Yeah. I'm kind of this like loud queer person who's just like, oh, honey, mm-hmm. how, how you thought you did something there, huh? But at the same time, I'm like very morally righteous. So I'm like a sassy Captain America. And I, <laughs> I decided that I was going to lean real hard into that sass. And at the same time, it's like a fascist is destroying the country. And you're like, but I want to vote the way I want. It's like, grow <laughs> up. I, I made a, a follow up to that post before I got a ton of the hate where I was basically like, it's so upsetting to me how how selfish people are being. And that the excuses they're bringing to me are, how dare you tell me how to vote? It's my right to vote however I want. And my response to that was, it is absolutely your right. However, rights come with responsibilities. And in the video, I think I said, uh, you have the right to do whatever you want, but it doesn't make it the right thing to do. And people really identified with that. That's very Uncle Ben of you. <laughs> Thank you. With great voting comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Because it, you know, I'm a veteran, so at one point I gave up my rights for what I thought was the greater good. And granted, we'll get into how people don't agree with that. Yeah. But I believe that, and and a lot of, you know, AOC came out today and said the same thing. If you're a progressive, you need to strategically vote. If Trump wins again, you're not getting the progressive policies that you want. Biden isn't those progressive policies to the level that you want. I actually think Biden's got a pretty progressive platform. But I, I'll, I'll acknowledge that people aren't getting exactly what they want. I also think that's childish because we've been fighting for progress for like hundreds of years and these kids who just came of age are already disenfranchised and like, ooh, the whole system is bunk. And it's like, oh, boo-hoo, welcome to the fight. Mm-hmm. You don't get... I, I blame Bernie. I blame Bernie Sanders. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. You, you were... A Bernie supporter. I still though. support okay. Bernie. I He's my favorite candidate. I am glad he lost. I don't think he would have been a good choice against Trump because Trump's entire strategy is to scream socialism at the top of his lungs. Mm-hmm. And it's not effective against Biden. Yeah. But it would have been more effective, I think, against Bernie. I, um, I had a really good tweet, not to tout my own tweets, but it was during the debate and Trump says, uh, you're a socialist. And Biden goes, actually, I'm a Republican, you asshole. <laughs> basically what happened because he said oh well you want medicare he's like no i beat bernie okay we don't want that we don't want that he's literally like i am the only democrat who doesn't want health care for all and it's like (sighs) great awesome (laughs) well as i was watching i was like he's not wrong yeah (laughs) that he is the only one (laughs) but i think that's a smart strategy because we've taught the dummies in the center to be terrified of socialized medicine Mm -hmm. and you're not going to turn that around Mm -hmm. and but bernie is saying what everybody wants to hear. And people are here by Bernie and they go, I want that. And he came so close to winning that I think people thought that they could, in a, in a single swoop, get every progressive policy that they've ever wanted. And like, sorry to break this to you, kids. Mm-hmm. That's not how the government works. Mm-hmm. It's a long, slow grind towards progress. Ask the black community. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to take generations for mm-hmm. us to fix these inherent problems with wealth inequality. And I'm not saying don't fight for it. Absolutely fight for it. That's what I do every day. But you have to be pragmatic and you have to be... Uh, what's the word? Uh, pragmatic? <laughs> the other one where you, you like... You realistic? Accept, I guess realistic. You have to accept like... Fight for what you can get. And don't be so blinded by your ideals that you take nothing... 
because you can't have everything. Mm -hmm. It'd be better if we kept some of our rights than none at all. Yeah. Is my, I mean, you know, people are arguing with me about that, but that's my stance is that I'm pretty far left, but I'm a pragmatist. And much like Biden, I understand that we're going to need compromise to go forward. We can't just every four years be like, and now we do nothing but Republican shit. Mm -hmm. And now we do nothing but Democrat shit. And Mm -hmm. we just undo each other's electoral policies all the it's like that's not a functioning government no it's not and a lot of a lot of what trump has done has basically been nullifying obama's accomplishments yeah and it's like it's it's true it's you know constant back and forth it never moves the the needle either way too much and it so i understand why people are disenfranchised and they want to vote third party and they they see Biden, who they don't love, and they see Trump, who they really don't like. And I think the problem is that they're so... A lot of these people are so progressive, they're so far left, that they see everyone to the right of them as the same. And they're they're not even... They don't even seem to focus on Trump, because they're so annoyed about Biden. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're, you're missing the forest for the trees here, in my opinion. And also, you're 22. You don't get to be this... You don't get to just get, throw your hands up and be done already. You don't... Def- like, uh, admit this... The, the system is designed so that you are... Dis- like, it wants you to be disenfranchised. The people in power, largely, don't want you to vote. They want it to just keep trading hands between these two corporate elites. I think the Democrats are better... Because of the the craven policies the Republicans put forth, but they're so far from perfect. Mm-hmm. I think everyone can agree with that. Well, so why don't you talk about some of the comments that your video got? So that video on TikTok was like whatever. People came in and they were pissy. You know what? Uh, you don't. A lot of them were like, "This is voter suppression," which it is not. Mm-hmm. It's not voter suppression to say vote blue. If it were, then all rallies would be voter suppression. Mm -hmm. Trump literally comes out and says, vote for me. If you don't vote for me, you're, you know, the world will end. That's, he's the president. That's more voter suppression. I'm an idiot on the internet. Mm -hmm. I have no actual Mm -hmm. tangible power. But a lot of them said voter suppression or they said like, how dare you? You have no right to, like, this is voter shaming, which it is. Mm -hmm. And when people said this is voter shaming, I would respond, well, good. You should be ashamed of yourself. Some people on my, I posted it to Instagram and in my Instagram links to Facebook and some of like my friends who are progressives got mad at me and were like, this is, this is gross. You shouldn't do this. But at the same time, a lot of people also reached out and said, Hey, I was thinking about voting third party. You have changed my mind. Seeing all your videos really turned my, turned me around on Biden. I I see the danger now. I'm going to vote blue. Like a lot of people, a few people came in and said, I, you know, I can't. I can't in good conscience vote for Biden when I don't agree with his policies. And those people were the ones that I was like, that's so self, like so privileged of you to be like, well, I don't like him. I don't care what the results are. I don't, it almost an admission of like, I know third party can't win. I don't care. I want to feel good on the inside when I check the little box is what I hear. Again, it is absolutely your right. I would never take away someone's right to choose to vote for whoever they want. Write in Mickey Mouse if you feel so inclined. But I also have the right as an American and as a veteran to say, I think that you're selfish. Both of us have that right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people really wanted to take that away from me, which is (laughs) ironic. So what were... Because I... 
you know, throughout the week I would check. Uh, so your video, your TikTok got posted by someone. So I, oh, I mean, I don't remember her name. Yeah, she has a blue check mark. A next blue to check her mark name. on Twitter posted my. We're friends now. Hold on, yeah. I'll pull her up. Uh, scroll. <clears throat> Scroll down, uh, uh, Akila Hughes. Yeah, I hope I'm not butchering her Who, name. I, is she like a writer? She, uh, I think so. She's a host of What a Day from Crooked Media and is a Sundance Organization alum. And her bio says she misses Neopets. Oh damn! So I miss those. Things. I oh my I god! I can't. I cannot log back into my account. I've tried so many oh, times and dude. I can't get back in, and my old email doesn't dude. work. And oh. I'm like, they're dying. <laughs> my Neopets <laughs> my are Neopets. dying. So she posted it and was like, this is how I feel about third party voting. So she was very positive about it, but she didn't tag me. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't know about it. And then by the time it hit like 200,000 views, somebody tagged me and I popped in and was like, oh, oh, I, at first I was like, oh, hooray. Uh This is what happened to Sarah Cooper. She got cross posted to Twitter and she blew up and Mark Hamill reposted her and Seinfeld. And I'm like, oh, I'm becoming famous. Hooray. And I go to the, I go to the quote (laughs) tweets. Oh God. And it's the most vitriol. I have ever experienced. I'm talking the nastiest comment. Literally, they're like, this, this guy is the ugliest person I've ever seen. Or like, this is what comedy is. This is so unfunny. I hate John Mulaney for making a a generation of white men think that they're funny. This knockoff Jim Carrey sounds like nails on a chalkboard. This guy looks like he learned how to make faces from Pixar movies. <laughs> That's good. Literally, every single thing that I'm proud of, my <laughs> energy, my facial expressions, my uh, the way I do comedy, mm-hmm. they eviscerated and hated mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm like TikTok likes about me, Twitter was like, you should go fuck yourself. Yeah. How dare you? Well, it... It's interesting because the first thing it highlighted for me is there is a huge gap between what works on TikTok and what works on Twitter. Because on TikTok, it is more childlike and it because it's more visual and it's more like sight gags. It's sillier. It's more innocent. It's about having fun. It's about making people feel good. It's about like connecting people, people sharing their stories. And like, you know, you experienced that. You, you, you came out and you received all this support and blah, blah, blah. It's a great community. I myself use it to talk about my eating disorder and I've gotten a lot of support from that. Where Twitter is, uh, everyone is just full of hate. It's so hateful. So And they're so mad at everyone Mm -hmm. who's doing better than them Mm -hmm. it's it's just hate hate everyone hate everything hate from the right hate from the left hate from the center hate from the clueless hate from the informed it is just it's the player haters ball it's dave Chappelle's player haters ball and it's like how dare you and it's not even the substance of my argument Mm -hmm. just Fuck you as an individual. Yeah. Like, oh, I wish I could kick this guy in the face. Now, I made a horrible mistake. Because on TikTok, all engagement is generally good. Yeah. And I have full control over my chats. So what I can do on TikTok is I can bait the trolls for a while. 
then I block them and I delete their comment stream and they just go away. Mm -hmm. That does not work on Twitter. No, it doesn't. Because if you block someone on Twitter, they can still like yell at you in your comments. You won't see it, but like mm -hmm. they can still have arguments and their tweets don't go away. Mm -hmm. You can hide them, but then people just come in your comments and go, check the hidden replies. Ha 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 So I went on, I don't know, a few hundred of the people who quote tweeted me and I just said goofy things. So a guy was like, I just want to kick this loser in the face. And I went, yikes, that sounds like it'll hurt. <laughs> Or another person's like, I'm. You give a white, let a white man put on nail polish, and suddenly he thinks he speaks for the world. And I would write, not a man. <laughs> just like I didn't. I my thought was like, I'm not being aggressive. I'm just sort of being playful. Mm. Oh my god, did they hate that even more? They were like, which is crazy because they're literally saying like, this guy's a piece of shit. And I would be like, haha. And they'd be like, oh, how dare you? How dare you comment on my? Are you gonna come here and and exist and that got them all to find my twitter page yeah. and for like three days i just got brigaded by trolls or i guess hard leftists yeah who who were these people criticizing I, your video so the people on the major one were all sorts you know some from the right some from the left a lot of them were just like in general fuck this guy mm -hmm. I became a bit of like a screaming liberal meme. Yeah, I so your video reminded me of a video that came out a month or two ago of a person in their car, not it was just a non-binary person. Was it the 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 feminine presenting one? Yeah, and they're going uh, yeah, Listen up, chief. Uh maybe if we don't have a fascist running for blah 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 blah. It's nearly identical to my tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Chief champ. Yeah. Um they get really mad when you call him champ. Yeah. I, I don't know if you idiots realize I'm doing it on purpose. Of course <laughs> champ is derogatory. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, I would say the difference between your video was, I think your video was a little more self-aware and it was a little bit meant to be more comedic than that person's. Yeah, I always am trying to like, even in my other, to couple for the last couple days less so, because I've been genuinely angry, but usually there's like a little bit of levity mm -hmm. in my yelling where it's kind of like, oh, this guy's just yelling into his mirror. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows. And I, I had a, anyway, I have a follow-up to that video that made more people mad yeah <laughs> so these people that came into my comments though are what i've been told are called tankies yes which i looked up are like british communists so tanky is a term that originated in the uk for british communists specifically ones who were apologetic about stalin's war crimes um oh, wow i like them even less yeah and I've had, you know, we'll get to it. I've had my run-in with tankies, but uh, a lot of these people have, uh, you know, generally they're from ages 16 to 22. Yep, um, that's what mine were. I, I, I come into contact with a lot of them through the punk and metal scene. A lot of them tend to have anime profile pictures that have <laughs> a, a hammer and sickle in them. And as far as I can tell, a lot of these people are communism or bust. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of communists and mm -hmm. anarchists, and, and I, I consider myself a democratic socialist, so it's not they're not that far from me removed ideologically. But they decided... So the video was, hey, third-party voters, you know... Eat a eat a bag of eat a bag of D's. Yeah. But they came in and were like, "Hey, you have veteran in your bio. You're a war criminal. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that so first they were mad at you for saying vote blue, and then they picked up on the veteran thing, and that started like a new phase of this. That became the the post was on its own, and I kind of mm. stopped paying attention to it because they started brigading me. I think that's the right word for just being a veteran, and they were. I'm talking. They go. They went through all of my tweets. That I I don't keep tweets for more than a couple years, but they went back and found. I have one tweet that annoyed some people back in April, which I still don't think is that negative what was the tweet the tweet is it was in the height of covid and i said quarantine is more isolating than war at least when i was in afghanistan me and the boys could roll into town and get shot at which i don't think is like yeah uh, and people when i wrote it were like how dare you afghanistan is more than a war you know you're making light of all these people who were hurt and i'm like i'm just Talking about my own experiences, mm-hmm. my experience with Afghanistan is being a soldier in a war. Mm-hmm. That's in like this is where we're getting into this territory where people like the woke brigade are like, if you talk about this any of your experiences, how dare you? It could hurt somebody's feelings. Like, well, I experienced that. I um I do a lot of TikToks about having an eating disorder. And I noticed that I will do some... I did one the other day where I jokingly said, I only drink La Croix because (laughs) it doesn't have any calories in it, smirk. And someone said, could you put a trigger warning on this? And uh, (laughs) I just want to address that person here. No, okay? I'm not... Like, there's there's an element to all of this that people on the internet just want something to be outraged about. Oh, sure. I've had people get mad at me for yelling in my videos. Can mm-hmm. you have a trigger warning for yelling? It's a one-minute video. Just turn your volume down. Yeah. As soon as I... Or just swipe away if you don't want to hear an idiot yell. Or just don't go on the internet. I don't know what to tell you. It's like I can't... It, at a certain point... I mean, like, usually in our podcasts, I'll probably put a trigger warning at the beginning of this one. But there's a difference between, like, a three-hour podcast mm-hmm. and a one-minute TikTok. And it's like I can't get into all the... By the time I was done with the trigger warning, mm-hmm. the TikTok would be over yeah. and like and like sure there are levels maybe if i was gonna get into like some crazy i you know jokingly been like this story involves death and then like you know jumped in but there there just is a level where it's like i can't i'm doing my best but mm-hmm. i you know you just have to accept that like and, the internet's gonna have some stuff on it you don't want to see and there's also i i notice when people ask for trigger warnings or or they'll they'll say stuff like oh you're just glorifying your ed and it's like i'm talking about stuff that i've really done that really affects me so in a way it feels like a value judgment of my lived experience oh i get that a lot i said the other day i was a paramedic for eight years and i've been in active combat i've seen every every measure of medical emergency and some guy came in with i've been a paramedic for 30 years you have not seen every medical emergency and it's like dude no who cares one i'm allowed to be hyperbolic and two, you don't, you weren't there. You don't know what I've seen. It's true. It's just, shut up. It's like everybody just is like, oh, I'm going to pick one specific thing you said and like really go off about that. Well, so these people yeah. came into my comments to bring it back to that. And we're like, hey, screw you for being a veteran. Mm. How, you know, you're a baby killer. How dare you have an opinion about Biden when you're part of the military industrial complex? Oh, you're going to call Trump a fascist when you're a fascist? All this stuff. And uh, I uh, responded with a video. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I responded with a video that was 
uh, to all my leftist fans. <laughs> God. Oh, how did that video go? It was basically like, oh, it started with, uh oh, <laughs> yeah. somebody cheesed off some leftists on Twitter, yeah. and it was even more derogatory. And it was basically me being like, screw you, you children. Mm -hmm. You're going to come in here and yell at me. Uh, I don't know if that's the one where I made fun of them for like, their, they wanted, I, one of my videos I made fun of them for wanting violent revolution, but yeah. yelling at a soldier. I was like, how are you going to have your violent revolution without mm -hmm. any bloodshed, you idiots? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well... It's totally okay to murder women and children if it's for communism, but what you did is for capitalism, and that makes it evil. And it's like, hey, maybe it's maybe it's just bad that there are casualties. Yeah. Maybe just at all. Um, but, but I'm trying. I don't remember. My the favorite of that was video. Uh, so you you tried a couple of different approaches with these people you tried first you were like hey i joined the military because i was fed a false narrative of what it would be so i was manipulated and they were like that doesn't hold water with us because burr, 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 burr. like some bullshit about oh yeah someone tweeted that you know it wasn't it it, it was a well-known idea that these were unjust wars yeah, in 2006, Which sure. It's like, okay, I guess. You, you, no, I disagree. Every Back in 2006, when I joined, we were three years into Iraq, and while the left was like not happy about Iraq, the country at large was still like, rah, rah, the troops, 9-11, mm -hmm. you're all heroes. Every commercial was like a quietly waving American flag. Every movie was like, God, the, the fucking troops. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, are you going to be a troop? Yeah. Every song on the radio was like, American <laughs> soldiers, they're better than you. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> and 9 11. Yeah. <laughs> and also. Like, Wait, do you remember the one where he was building a stairway? Where the, what was that one song? With the stairway to heaven. Not stairway to heaven. It was like it was like we're building a stairway to, to something about the. the Ke was this Kenny Chesney? No, who was it? Oh no, Chris Gaines. South Park specifically made fun of. Oh, it. when they did building a ladder to heaven. Yeah, it was like a nine eleven <laughs> song. Oh my God. Where were you when the world stopped turning? Oh It was my. like a it's like a sad song about nine eleven. Dude. The 2000s were wild. <laughs> there were so many songs about 9-11. Uh, what about that P.O.D. song, Alive? It's like, da -da -da -da. I, I feel so alive. That literally came out on 9-11. Did it really? Yeah, so they didn't write about it, but people like interpreted. Anywho. Um, <laughs> Just a little music hit. Yeah, so people were like, oh, you know, you should have known it was an unjust war and blah, 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 blah. Which, what I don't like about that assumption is that it, it has a very objective morality to it. Because even though I believe that there are unjust wars, and you believe there are unjust wars, and this person believes there are unjust wars, it's, I hate to say it, but it's open to interpretation. There are people out there who still believe it was a good idea. And I mean, I don't, I don't think that all, I don't think that you, I, I'm much more complicated about Iraq, but Afghanistan is so much more of a nuanced situation. And it's also like, everyone's like, you imperialist dog. I'm like, there are over 120 countries mm -hmm. who have come together with the, under the banner of the International Security Armed Forces, the ISAF, to be in Afghanistan at the behest of the Afghan government and the Afghan people. And largely my job in country was to train the Afghan National Army and Afghan National Police 
to take care of their own country. And there are so many problems with that on its own that I don't want to get into. But it's like we weren't just there taking oil. Mm -hmm. That's such a reductionist. Mm -hmm. Like the idea that you can... I, I get it. I get that's how the internet works and everybody... I've said it before too. I've joked about oil in the Middle East. And, you know, when I was younger, I was like, go look at all the bases. They're near the oil refineries. And it's like, eh, yes and no. But and it also, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why we invaded a country in 2001. If we're still there 19 years later, we're there because if we leave, it destabilizes the region and all the people in that country will be far worse off. And the government doesn't want us to leave. And the, Trump has made these like weird deals with the friggin' Taliban. Yeah, that didn't that the, didn't last. Well, it, yeah, now he's like trying to pull out again because he wants an election win. And it's like, there's a reason that we're still there. Mm. And it's not because we're imperialist dogs. It's like, that's... Well, so... The second argument you tried to make, which this was my favorite moment of the whole week, was you said, hey, I was just a medic. I wasn't killing anyone. I was just there to basically save lives, which is what you've talked about a lot. And then um, some 20-year-old tanky out there was like, he tried to mansplain army medic to you. <laughs> that guy made me the most mad. He posted a thing. I came out and said, hey, I'm a medic. I helped people. I largely treated civilians. I taught the local nationals how to do medicine. I was a value added, regardless of why I was there. And he was like, actually, <laughs> here's a picture. See that guy there? He has a gun. And he's a medic. Gotcha. And I was like, I can't. I, what? And then another woman said, oh, so you put back together imperialist dogs to continue the war effort? You're even worse than the baby killers. You should have let them die, Patrick. Yeah, you should have let, let those 18-year-old brainwashed Americans die. You, you monster. And first of all, I, I know a couple of episodes ago we kind of got into what it was like being over there specifically as a medic. And one of the things you said was one of your, your protocols was tend to whoever is most urgent. Yes. Meaning that it could be enemy soldiers, it could be civilians, it could be U.S. soldiers, but as a medic, it is your duty to tend to whoever is closest to you and is most urgent. And you've said, you've mm -hmm. said that you've treated enemy combatants and well i don't know if i ever i treated someone i thought was an enemy combatant largely our our engagements were so far apart that i never came i was never close enough to treat enemy combatants but if they had been closer when i i mean i treated a guy that we thought was the enemy mm -hmm. and i did everything i literally went above and beyond for that guy wow. like i accidentally got him like, access to medical care that he probably shouldn't have been at like you're not supposed to medically fly a guy halfway across the country to die in a hospital <laughs> but but i did because i just yelled on the phone until they took him wow he had uh, 99% third-degree burns. Oof. Like, so 99% of his skin was covered in third-degree burns. No one's ever survived past, like, 85, I don't think. And largely the protocol would have been, like, give him to a civilian doctor and let them take care of it. But I, I just, no one taught me that. No one taught me that, like, hey, people are going to die. Mm. So I, like, flew him to Jalalabad on 
I got a helicopter to come and then and then they took him and they got him to the hospital and they're like, What is, why is this guy here? And I was like, Hello. I didn't I oopsies. So that guy got like the best medical care on the planet in his final hours. I don't know if that's a comfort. Did he live or no? No, no, no. no. You're not gonna survive that. He uh unfortunately he was a truck driver who was very friendly with Americans, it turns out after the fact. Uh terrorists had put a one oh five rocket under the hood of his the truck and he stopped he was they wanted him to drive into the base and blow us up they didn't tell him it was there he parked in a truck stop outside the base and the timer went off and the the fire enveloped the the cab oh so this guy wasn't even like a no he was just a civilian Uh, but we thought he was an enemy we thought he had been setting the bomb uh, but even thinking that he was a terrorist trying to kill us i still like worked myself to the bone to try to save his life okay um because that's what medics do like that's what it's like doctors. You was I was I a bit of a dick in my bedside manner? Yeah, but I'm a dick to everyone. But I, you know, I really, s- how are you a dick? <laughs> Can you not tell? <laughs> well, you'd be telling oh, a just... guy, you'd be like, "Oh, you got your leg blown off. What a loser!" <laughs> well, I'm just not. I I'm just not. Mis- I wasn't Mister Rogers in medicine. Like, I'd just be like, if people be like, "Oh, that hurts," I'd be like, "Yeah, well, do you want to die?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you I, honestly. If I ever was gravely injured, you are the last person I would want. <laughs> That's so mean. You'd be so condescending. You'd be like, oh, you're going to bleed out? What a bitch. <laughs> well, that's hurtful to my feelings. <laughs> you're not I wrong. mean, you probably do the best job, but... Listen, you don't want... What do you want? Do you want a guy that's crappy with medicine but real friendly? Or do you want a rock star with medicine who's also condescending? A rock star? That's right. A goddamn rock star. <laughs> rock star? I'm so sorry that I just know my <laughs> worth. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I'm so sorry that I was so good at medicine. <laughs> You're like the house of like yeah, military Yeah, that's exactly what I was. Yeah. I was the doctor house of military medicine. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, was I a little bit of a dick while I saved your life? Oh my god. Ooh, <laughs> Can you tell why people on the internet don't Didn't like, like me? you? Yeah. So, um, along with now, now these people weren't just criticizing me; they were gleefully sending me death threats. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of their um, quote unquote comedy was twenty-two veterans unfortunately kill themselves every day. So the statistic twenty-two a day is pretty well known, and they just kept bringing it up, being like, "Oh man, oh man, com- comrades, if we keep harassing this guy, maybe we can get it to twenty-three. Or they'd send me photos of uh, caskets with military guys around yeah, and be like, yeah, get yeah. in, bud. Or people who were like, you should be put down like a dog. And I responded to a lot of it by being like, I'm not sorry. I do not apologize for serving my country. I don't think what I did was wrong. I think you have a reductionist idea of the military to think that every deckhand on every naval ship that that swabs a deck and, and live in, or a cook on a base in, in Florida or a truck driver in Montana are all just as culpable. And I was like, you're complete. Like, so it's not the government's fault. It's not the war's fault. It's not George Bush's fault. It's my, it's yeah. me, 18 year old national guard recruited on a lie out of college. Mm-hmm. I'm culpable. That's absurd to me. And they just, you know, their reaction to that was, 
how dare you not be more sorry? We just came at you and attack and said you're a bad person and your response was to be flippant. Your they got that made him even more mad. Mm-hmm. So then I started getting even more like this. They would go through all my messages or all my tweets. They found that old tweet. And were like, yeah, check out this primo war crime tweet. Look oh, at this guy. Uh, yeah. So I started deleting tweets that people were. And then, and then they're like, oh, he's deleting oh, tweets. We, we got him. We got him. All right, boys. One guy came in and was like, can you answer me? Can you answer me this? Were you in the 10th Mountain as an intelligence officer? Uh, yeah, I saw uh, someone whose username I remember, but I don't feel like dignifying on this podcast, was had s- some really specific questions. All of which were wrong, by the way. And it... it Oddly felt similar to when early on in your TikTok, people were trying to prove that you didn't really serve and would ask really oddly specific questions about mm-hmm. what battalion you were in. And but blah, blah, blah. as opposed to saying I didn't serve, this guy wanted to pin me with like torture. Yeah, something like, oh, well, he was in this uh, battalion and they were, uh, they killed these people and so you must have been there and blah 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 i i blocked that one right away and then they went on like john boyega's comment section (laughs) and were like i just officially got blocked by patrick j lawler 10th mountain division intelligence officer and it's like oh oh my god what is happening yeah yeah one thing i i will say is at least for the first two or three days, you were definitely feeding into it. Oh, yeah. You, like you said, one of your mistakes was replying to every comment on the original video. I, I, when I say mistake, I mean greatest thing I've ever yeah, done. Yeah, it, it was it I was regret amazing. nothing. Yeah. It kept me uh, extremely entertained at work. I refuse to, to cap, like, here's the thing. This is why I came, this is why I do what I do. I, I was at first very upset. I I think I'm a little better now. I came on this app and I have my whole career has been I think veterans are mistreated in America. Mm-hmm. At first I thought it was largely just apathy that was the problem. Republicans say thank you for your service and vote to take away our rights. The left doesn't really care for us. In general I thought they were just apathetic. Most mm-hmm. of them that I had met didn't really know the wars were still going on, didn't really know, know a lot of veterans. Now I find out there's an entire contingent of the internet that like hates my guts mm. specifically. So that was like really upsetting and eye opening. Like, oh, this thing that was already really hard just got like way harder. Way harder. Oh my God. And the thing that crushed me is that all of these people had like bi in their bio mm-hmm. or like trans or non binary. And I'm like, oh my God. So the veterans hate me. Because they think I'm a liar because I'm non-binary and I'm loud and I'm, I'm just the gayest thing on the internet. And, or queerest rather. And over here, all of my queers, yeah. now they hate yeah. me because I'm a veteran. And yeah. so I like exist in both of these realities and yet have no home. Mm-hmm. Because I refuse to back down on either. I'm very proud of both. And it was like, oh no. And I felt very unmoored from... Uh, like, I, I was like, oh, I'm alone in this. Yeah. So my response was, all right, well, fuck you then. I, I'm going to start shooting in every direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I I had two or three, like, go fuck yourself videos. Yeah. I'm 
literally making fun of them, literally making fun of the idea that I'm a war criminal, that I'm like, I made a video being like, evidently, <laughs> because I'm a medic, I'm a no good war criminal. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. And I just, I just think it's stupid. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't even care to have an argument with them because they're not coming in being like, one of them did. One of them made me the most mad is after two days of being told I was a, I should be put down like a dog and it's good that my friends are dead and that like they gleefully wish that I would take my life too. By the way, now I'll never kill myself. Yeah, just despite just despite people. these people. Mm -hmm. As we said in the first podcast, I came out of the closet and potentially am queer out of spite. <laughs> and now you're gonna live. And now I'm gonna live forever mm -hmm. out of the closet, purely out of spite. Out of spite. Literally, I was like sat there and I was like. I am never <laughs> That's considering so suicide ever again oh my out God. of pure <laughs> rage and spite. Everyone's like, we're so worried about him. I'm like, don't be. Because this, I've never <laughs> been more sure about staying alive. I'm going to own this 19-year-old tanky by living. <laughs> I'll fucking show you. I'll, I'll live to be 90. <laughs> oh, my God. So they, they, you know, this one guy came in and he was like, with respect. <laughs> oh, that's a great start. <laughs> With respect, don't you think you should be more contrite considering the, the legitimate grievances that these people have with you? And that made me so angry because it's like, I, I understand what the point he's making is, but I also wildly disagree with everything about it. Mm -hmm. If I, because like, that's, and what, that's what they're doing. You join the army you could have not, and they ignore all the socioeconomic factors that go into it. They ignore the predatory recruiting. They ignore the brainwashing. They ignore the fact that, like, for a lot of people, it's the only way out of poverty. Yeah. It's the system, not the soldier. There are war criminals. Don't get me wrong. People break the law and do war crimes, and then they go to jail, or some of them get pardoned by the president. I'm not saying that, like, every soldier is free of blame, and some soldiers have done morally questionable things, and perhaps some of them have... Some of them are definitely war criminals. Others, I, I think you would have... Uh, there's more nuance to it. But I don't think all of them are, and I think that uh, dilutes the word mm -hmm. to imply that everyone who's in a war is a war criminal. Well, then no one's a war criminal. Right. Exactly. And I'm not, I don't think that service is bad. I don't think that an 18-year-old kid believing in his country and wanting and being fed, it's complicated because like I do agree with you and the more I think about it, the more I agree that a lot of what America does overseas is bad. The coups that we start and sometimes the people we choose to back and the mistakes that we've made historically and most of the Iraq war and a lot of Afghanistan and probably Korea and Vietnam. Oh yeah. But they're also complicated situations. Like, we would probably have a long argument about why Vietnam was good or bad for different reasons. Or Korea. Exactly. Like, South Korea... I, I don't... Like, to my understanding, South Korea is free because of us. Mm. Am I wrong there? No, I, I Didn't mean... Didn't we liberate South Korea I, and then just go too far and get pushed back? And now that's why North Korea has the territory it does? So what I think happened was... Uh, Korea was invaded by the Japanese during World War II. Um, they were defeated um, partially by China, which, mm -hmm. by the way, no one no one talks about that, but way more Chinese died in World War II fighting the Japanese than Americans. Okay, pause. And uh, so, 
<laughs> and then I think because the northern part had a lot of um, like China was also in the midst of a civil war between Chiang Kai-shek and Mao Zedong's communist forces. <laughs> Mao Zedong won. Mao Zedong. Mao Zedong. <laughs> Mao Zedong, right? Dong. Get it? Dong, like penis. We're adults. And uh, I think <laughs> Mao wanted to reunite Korea under communist rule, so he sent military aid to the north because it, you know how we sort of had germany divided up after right. the war into like this is the russian section this is a, we, we sort of had a lot of the same with like countries in asia and then the north koreans in like 1948 were like well fuck it and they invaded south korea and then the u.s or the un or whatever was like no they're not going to invade so we basically fought them to a standstill and now there's that um the 38th parallel. parallel yeah and so south korea is well we pushed them back to china yeah. and then general macarthur being the idiot that he was it's like let's nuke them nuke them which and they were like no yeah and then basically china was like hey don't come to our border mm-hmm. you can push them out fine mm-hmm. but if you come to our border we're going to invade yeah. and then we push them to the border and then china Turned around and did exactly what they said they were going to do. And General MacArthur was an idiot. And then they f- they fought us back to the 30th, 30th parallel. Which is where we started. Yeah. <laughs> so, which such a beautiful metaphor for those war? kind of wars is like thousands upon thousands of people die for really the situation to remain the same. Yeah. Ding. Ding. Anyways, what were we talking about? We were talking about how war is a complicated situation yeah. and you can't, and, and it's naive to just go, this whole entire thing was bad. It was bad. It was bad. And you're <laughs> an imperialist. Yeah. Well, I just, oh my God. Like, I, I felt two things during this. I felt really bad for you. I, I was really concerned. I saw the vitriol people were saying. I was like, this is just, this, a lot of this crosses the line. <laughs> But at the same time, being having a degree of separation from it, I thought it was so funny. <laughs> the hatred? Because like, no, 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 because it'd be like, you would tweet something like, I was a medic. I... <laughs> and someone with like a hammer sickle would be like, okay, child murderer. One of them, one, okay, I also, to be fair, I was completely egging them on. Yes. I could have easily just been like, I see your points. I think your vitriol mm-hmm. is wrong. But I was like, oh yeah, commies? Yeah. How you planning to have your violent revolution without any bloodshed? And they were like, how dare you? Dude. There's a difference between revolution and imperialistic invasion oh. of another nation. And I was like, hey man, bloodshed is bloodshed. You're killing... Ba-. And then I, I put something like, I was a medic. I didn't hurt anyone. Blah, blah, blah. And someone went... Eat shit, baby killer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was, some of that, I'll grant, Dude, was, was pretty funny. How fun would it be to like take that person to Taco Bell? You know, <laughs> I just sit there. It's like how many uh, how many quesadillas do you want? Eat, Eat shit. shit, baby killer. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it six? You want, you want, you want six? six with the sauce? He's gonna want six. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah like an unruly toddler and you're just feeding them oh i fucking God. hate you oh but this is so good <laughs> and it's funny because a lot of the comments were like you have never even considered what you did and i'm like i have a 
fucking podcast yeah. where I sit with a clinical fucking mm-hmm. therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm really dropping the F-bombs. No, right? dude. Uh, uh, where I sit with a therapist and we talk about <laughs> and I, I examine my biases and like our first episode, I was like, no, the army's good. And you were like, you don't think they're a little bit fascist? And I was like, no, they're they're the best. And then by the end, I was like, okay, maybe they're a little bit fat. Yeah. Like I, for 10 years, have been uh, moving the needle on what I believe. And I know that they're not going to like, but they literally went through my tweets. Yeah. So they scrolled through hundreds of tweets being like, the government trained me for two years for war and no time coming home. No wonder I have PTSD. Oh, the, really? A National Guard soldier needs to go to Afghanistan? One of the things people were like, I don't know why people... There should be... Someone randomly was like, there should be a military experience for people who don't want to go to war or something like that. And I put... I was in the National Guard. That didn't stop them from sending us to do military activities in Afghanistan. I put military activities in quotes. And someone used that to be like, see... War crimes. I'm like, that's sarcasm, you idiot. That's an anti-war tweet. You're taking my anti-war tweets and you're saying I'm pro-war. Fucking what? Just to fit their agenda of like, you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. While they advocate for violent revolution. So, okay. That makes me so mad. You're gonna, you want to kill so many people. So, I think now is an appropriate time for me to tell my little experience with this sort of dynamic. Which, throughout the week, this really reminded me. What you went through reminded me of something I went through in 2017. So, way back when, in 2016, um, I was very much a mainstream liberal. Uh, volunteered at the Democratic Convention in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. I, um... I was, I hate to say it, but I was Hillary all the way. <laughs> <laughs> you liked her? I I just, I was like... Because I voted for her. I, I, just... I mean, I voted for her too. But even when Bernie was doing his thing, it's like, I like his policies, but there's no way he's going to win a, a, a thing against Trump. I, I was I was very much where you're at right now, where I was like... That's, I, that's interesting. I think he probably could have won then. Yes. I just don't think he could have won now. No, no. And after four years of... Socialism's yeah. coming for you. Yeah. But continue. Yeah, I was very, I was very much in like my dad's a liberal, my mom's a liberal. Uh, grew up, you know, Democrats and and Ugh, I know. liberals. I know, I know. <laughs> I also wasn't too. Uh, I wasn't as politically aware as I am now, which I think a lot of people feel that way. Oh, uh, yeah. Back then, it was just like, okay, yeah, if we're just going to vote for this guy and blah, blah, blah. I never voted before 2016. Can you believe that? Wow. I used to say, I fought in the army. I did my civic duty. I don't have to vote, which I don't agree with. I know. I was an idiot. I want to make a video shaming your You should. 2016, prior to 2016, me was, I am growing as a person. (laughs) Funny story. The I think the first time I ever voted, it was my freshman year of college, and I was drunk. <laughs> and I voted for Obama, but I almost missed his name. <laughs> Granted, I I don't think it would have mattered, because I, I, I wonder, the only way I would have voted for McCain, because I didn't really know anything about politics, I didn't mm-hmm. know the difference between Democrats and Republicans, people would ask me my views, and I would be like, I'm pro-choice, pro-gun, pro-constitution, 
I guess I'm a constitutional. So you're like a libertarian? I guess I would have been a libertarian. Have you heard of Joe Jorgensen? I just love her. Oh, I love the great, idea yeah. that we get rid of all government regulation. <laughs> I used to like, I like being like, I'm above, you know, I was just like a shitty idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I probably would have liked McCain if not for Palin, because he was a war mm-hmm. hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but McCain or Sarah Palin was such an idiot that it yeah. was like I don't care to continue to Rem- pay attention. Do you remember in like 2008 when our biggest concern was we're going to have this idiot for vice president? <laughs> she said she could see Russia from her house. No way. That's a disqualifier. Yeah. No way. That would be too wacky. <laughs> could you imagine? Oh my god. Ugh. So I, you know, I was a liberal. Um. And I voted for Hillary. Uh, she, uh, spoiler alert, did not win. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'll, I'm, I cried in my car the next day. <laughs> I think we all had a moment. Yeah, it was, it was pretty dark. Um, and uh, so I, um, you know, just went about my life as best as I could. I, you know, at the time I was in school studying, getting my master's in social work. I was working in inner city program to help kids get jobs. So I just focused Ugh, on Gene, that. Gene, we get it. You're I a good know, person. I know. And then uh, Inauguration Day rolled around, which was just just a, just the start of, of a truly wonderful period of time. A, a, uh, a video came out of uh this guy you might have heard of him his name is richard spencer oh richard spencer who um ruined a really cool haircut for an entire generation of men (laughs) (laughs) it's a cool haircut but i i'm sorry so richard spencer is kind of like this white nationalist guy he uh he's basically a nazi he won't call himself a nazi but he's a nazi let's face it and there was a video of him in dc on inauguration day and someone is filming him and they say hey what's that button on your little jacket and he says oh this is peppy the frog and right as he says it a masked protester runs up and sucker punches him (laughs) in the face (laughs) right oh i I love that video it's a great video i i know where you're going but it's still it's still funny to watch a nazi it, oh, it's great! No, no, no! I, you know, we're talk, we're airing a lot of our past wrong opinions. So, sure. So, so that video came out. Uh, a lot that of went people, viral too. I yeah, think everybody. Saw yeah, it. there were like remixes to oh, like sure. Daft Punk songs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, every, everyone's feeling all upset because uh, you know we have this orange uh, douchebag as our president, and. I saw a lot of people, I, I'm in a, a punk metal band, Bandit, check us out, uh, and so I'm in contact with a lot of, uh, for lack of a better term, tankies, a lot of hard left-leaning people, a lot of like alternative punky kind of people, and I noticed that they were like really, really relishing this video, and like, just like, in a way where that reminded me of when like, like security footage comes out of like earlier this year, you had that couple in Missouri who were pointing guns at Oh yeah. The ones that got invited to the RNC and every like right wing, uh, uncle on Facebook was like, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. Take that. And they're like treating it like porn. Cause they're on another, even 
more horrifying example. Let's not use his name, but the vigilante in Kenosha who is now like, he raised like a million dollars in donations Mm -hmm. after that. Yeah. He's become like, they love it. They love that he did that. Yeah. And, and so what the right does is they kind of glorify and pornify violence. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what you get. That's what you blah, blah, blah. And it's like this weird, uh, like, just pornographic glorification of violence that doesn't really help anyone, but it just intimidates a lot of people and it puts a lot of negative energy out there. So I saw that a lot of people on the left were doing that with this Richard Spencer video. And so I posted an opinion, which I no longer agree with, but I said, hey, I don't think we should do that. Um, I don't think it sends a good message out that we're glorifying a video of some dude getting sucker punched, even if he is a Nazi. I think we got to focus more on winning the ideological battle, right? Now, from my understanding, I I follow a few punk creators on TikTok, Mm. and my understanding of punk rock is it's not just enjoying a particular style of music being a punk is similar to being a hippie but you're more intolerant of intolerance yeah they're like big time they're it's and it's violently anti-fascist yes violently anti-hate yeah like and to the point of punch nazis yes yes punch nazis start fights yeah punk is to rebel but specifically against hateful ideologies yeah uh, that's and you came out as as a punk singer being yeah. like maybe we shouldn't punch Nazis. Yeah. I I I'm more focused on I I was just turned off by the glorification of of violence. Did you say let's not punch Nazis or let's not glorify punching Nazis? You know, I don't remember. Okay. But I I'm I probably said both. I said, you know, and also the fact that he was just like sucker punched out of nowhere, blah blah blah. And once again, I thought nothing of it. I thought, you know... This was like a tweet or... This was a Facebook post. A Facebook post. Okay. And then I went back to work. And then I checked my phone 20 minutes later. And uh, I was uh, the greatest villain in the history. <laughs> I... Oh, the internet! Yeah. I I had a whole lot of people who had a whole lot of rage in that moment who were just like, how can you say that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck you. Like, no, dude, you're wrong. And what really hurt was I knew a lot of these people personally. Mm. And I did something very similar to what you did. I went in the comments and argued with them. Mm -hmm. And I doubled down on it. Perfect. Yes. Yes. And uh, as you can imagine, that only made it worse. So when you say you doubled down, you were like, no, you're wrong. Glorifying this violence is unhelpful. We should be winning the ideological battle. Exactly. Now, were you arguing, be the bigger person? Basically, yeah. And they were like, no? Yeah. They were like, no, fuck you. Nazism is a violent ideology. And by the way, I have changed my opinion on this. I now regularly watch that video. (laughs) But we'll, we'll get to that. But I said, you know... I don't believe violence is ever a good political tool. You know, I, I, I've seen it. And then, and then I brought up, you know, I grew up in a violent home and I can see the damage it does. And I just don't believe anything positive can come from it. I really made this, this plea for the heart and I was still met with, 
fuck you, blah, 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 you're a fascist. And then this narrative started to develop of, oh, are, are you a Nazi? Are you a Nazi sympathizer? And now for our viewers, because uh, we never bring it up. Yeah. Please. I, so my dad is Ashkenazi Jewish. And my mom is Polish Catholic. She was born in Poland. Both her parents survived the war. And I actually interviewed my grandmother before she passed away. She was eight years old when the Nazis invaded her village. She used to have to sneak out in the middle of the night to find food for her family. My mom's father was, he was sent to a Nazi labor camp where he was beaten severely and had very traumatic PTSD for the rest of his life that made it basically impossible for him to have a job, do anything. And they both became alcoholics because of it and you know, were abusive to my mom. And it, it's funny because one thing I've studied in school is intergenerational trauma and that the impact of World War II definitely echoed down my family tree. So I take, you know, the war in Europe, it, it's personal to me, you know? And then on my dad's side, he, my great grandmother had Basically, her whole family was killed in Auschwitz, and she had to flee here to the U.S. in the late 30s. And, you know, I have survivors on, on both sides. So when... so you might say you don't like Nazis. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan, Bold really. statement. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. In 2020, it's, it's a hot take. It's, it's so funny because there are so many times throughout this podcast where you have made jokes that's totally fine for you to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I'm like, people are going <laughs> to... Yeah. I, well, the way you look and dress yeah, is yeah. not... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we were, we were discussing Captain America, and I was like, that one scientist, he has, like, kind of Jewy vibes. <laughs> I was like, oh, and you no. Were like, you were like, they don't know you're Jewish. Come on. <laughs> you're going to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't want to have to be like, it's cool, he's a Jew. Yeah. Well, no, you were like, why don't we start off each episode? Why do you say that? <laughs> so I'd be like, hi. Hi, Gene. It's like, hi, I'm Patrick. I'm a veteran. Hi, I'm Gene the Jew. <laughs> the Jew. Oh. So, so yeah. So they started. So you, and at some point, I think you got called anti-Semitic for yes. supporting. Well, here. Not supporting, but just saying maybe don't punch Nazis. And people were like, screw you, you anti-Semite. And then my mom, who was on Facebook at the time, was defending me. Really? And people called her a Nazi. Jesus and I was like, what is, what is going on here? So, and then the guys in my band reached out to me and they were like, listen, we just, we had a show in Virginia that they canceled our appearance at because of what you said. And they were like, we need you to make a public apology or else you can't be in this band anymore. And I was very, very torn about it because... I very much wanted to stay in this band, but I felt like I hadn't done anything wrong by advocating against violence. But ultimately, I chose to make the public apology. How long would you say you debated it? About a week. They they actually, my bandmates played a show without me. Wow. Yeah. So were you still receiving hate throughout this, this week? Yeah. Um, but I was also doing that thing... Kind of like what you were doing where, because you're so upset that like everyone else kind of wanted to move on. But I was like, no, you can't say that about me. And just like, yeah, I get that. You know, <laughs> so I kept sort of like trying to bring it up and stuff. And then finally, at the end of that week, I made a post 
where I said, listen, I was wrong. Um, you know, in the words of Malcolm X, uh, you got to fight fascism by any means necessary and uh, blah, 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 blah. I think you should always punch Nazis, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you, you, in the post you said punch Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you fully recanted. Yes. Yes. Because I was like, I, I was like, look. You're off the pod. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was like, look, I, I, I have to be pragmatic about this. I love being in this band. I love it too much to let some dumb internet drama take that away from me, even though I felt like I was really not being true to myself in that moment. Well, that's a very difficult decision. Yeah. But you said you, you've since then completely gone back on yeah. that. So what was so, that like? Well, okay. So that was spring of 2017. And after that, I was like, well, fuck everyone. Like these, these people, like I, I was like, I, I seriously was like, well, fuck the left. I, I wasn't, I was also like, fuck the right, but I was like, fuck the left. Like they mm. cannibalize each other. They like, fuck them. They're all about, they're hypocrites. You know, all the people who are like, who would, oh, how dare you not punch a Nazi? I'd be like, well, what are you doing to fight fascism? <laughs> and they'd be like, I fight it in my own way, which means getting drunk in a Philly punk house basement. Like, fuck you. <laughs> I was so disillusioned. I was so incredibly disillusioned with them. And I was very angry for like a year. And then I moved to New York. I started reading more. I read this book called Can Democracy Survive Global Capitalism? And... Yeah, yeah, I know. It sounds fun, right? I had to shift because I was like, oh, boring. <laughs> First of all, on our last podcast, you said you haven't read a book in seven I years. I know. I was lying. <laughs> I was lying. It was a picture book. It's it's just pictures of dollar signs yeah. with a big, like, there's just, no, no sign. No, no. For whatever reason, moving to New York pushed me to the left. Well, I think that's pretty... But it was because of course. I was living in Upper West Side of Manhattan and I interacted with a lot of mainstream liberals and I really didn't like them. Huh. They were like older people who thought that by simply voting Democrat, they were like, like that was all they had to do to sort of be morally superior. And, and it, they sort of had this like, sort of like your, your video is, is like very... It's just like gather around the hordes sort of thing. And it was more, what I noticed was there was more, it was more dedicated to beating Republicans than it was to making the world a better place. Are you saying that's what I'm doing? No, I'm saying that's what a lot of mainstream Democrats are about. Is, is that it's, it's not about, a lot of Democrats, a lot of the, like, a lot of the guys in Congress are just, how do I hold on to my seat? Oh, I agree. You know, and it's not, it's not about, you know, what, how can we benefit society? How can we make it better? And blah, 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 blah. Um, so I, I found myself further drifting to the left, mostly because I also was quite disillusioned with the left. And I started listening to this podcast, Chapo Trap House, shout out, who mm. are in a very similar boat. They... I, what I really liked was they shit on Republicans, but they really shit on Democrats, too. And I started to, I don't know, identify. I, I don't want to call myself a socialist, but, like, 
I think Bernie's like an old school Democrat, like an FDR Democrat. You like or dislike Bernie? I like Bernie, and I like that about him. I like Bernie too. I just wish he could compromise ever. Yeah. Well, I I think his personality is not suited for a president. I just mean like he doesn't have like I whenever Bernie talks, I'm like I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Do a better job getting that yeah. stuff done. Yes. Because he's so he he's like the no pragmat pragmatism. Yes. It's ideals above everything. Exactly. Always be almost in a Captain America way, mm-hmm. but like as we've explored in three episodes. Yeah, yeah. Cap Cap often uh will will do the pragmatic thing. Mm-hmm. Or just hit people with a shield. Maybe yeah. if Bernie just yeah. beat the shit out of some fat like maybe if Bernie just went and punched Trump in the face, we could get something done. Trump the leaper. Trump the leap. <laughs> Oh, God, I want to watch those two old men. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> just grease them up. Oh, God. Just, oh, get a shirts off. <laughs> Question. <laughs> would you, would you, this year, be okay with the presidents just fighting to the death? Yes. Me too. Absolutely. I think Biden would win because he's more scrappy. Um... So I, I moved further to the left. I kind of warmed up a little bit to so my whole thing was I so, so the, let's tie this back to your video was I starting with the protests that happened in the spring, I felt like was a really galvanizing moment for far left people because in the heat in the middle of this quarantine that was caused by a Republican president. Um, a whole bunch of activists flooded the streets. Sure. And these were not Democrats. These were, like, I went to a a protest in Philadelphia, which got tear gassed by the police when we shut the highway down. And that was run by the People's, the Party for Socialist Liberation. Hmm. And when I went there, it it was like, this is not a Democrat movement. This is a socialist liberation movement. And I went to some of these protests and they would chant, fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> and and then I'd come home and my dad would be like, so do you think they're going to vote for Biden? And I'd be like, I didn't have the heart to tell them that they were chanting, fuck Joe Biden. So I'd be like, yeah, you know, I don't know, whatever. Um, so I am coming from the viewpoint of I'm going to vote for Joe. Um, I'm not too thrilled about it. Sometimes he says things I really like, like we were talking in the car in the debate. He said, you know, people with drug, a drug problem shouldn't be sent to jail. They should be sent to treatment. And I was like, hell yeah, dude, that's what I'm talking about. I I think that one of my biggest frustrations with the left is that, I mean, I always say this, they're blinded by their ideals. Mm -hmm. It's like all or nothing. I agree with them. I agree that the two-party system is broken. I agree that the Democrats are largely responsible for just as many things as the Republicans from a certain standpoint. I still will fight and maintain that the Republicans are worse for America. Yes, uh, absolutely. But I, I totally get that when you're standing in the the mire of socialism and looking at what the Democrats want to do, that it's like Band-Aids on, on an arterial bleed. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you. I just think the Republicans have a gun. Mm-hmm. I'll take a Band-Aid over a gun. Mm-hmm. I am going... I say this a lot. On on January... What is it? 20th? Yeah. On January 20th, 
I'm going to start criticizing Joe Biden. There you go. A lot. I'm not going to do it now because he needs to win. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see the point. Why are you going to criticize the guy that needs to win to stop the fascists? Like, yeah, there's lots of shit he's doing that I'm like, God damn it, Joe. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I just, they don't seem to have, some of them do. Grant, don't get me wrong. A lot of leftists come in my comments and say, hey, those tankies don't represent the left. I'm a communist or I'm an anarchist or I'm this and I totally support you. Even though I don't agree with all your political opinions, you're right. Joe has to win. We have like, we, we have to put the fire out. Then we can rebuild the house, which is what I'm saying. Yeah. I want more progressive policies. I want a progressive in office, mm-hmm. but I'm also pragmatic. And I know that one America is stupid and brainwashed and the middle is largely terrified of pro- progress. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, we didn't put a good one up you didn't who was the progressive that people wanted yeah you, you had a warren and bernie but neither like bernie's too you know set in his ways elizabeth warren i think could maybe be the president one day i mean if I, she could win her home state right jesus i think i think people like aoc i'm like she's gonna be the president yeah. one day everyone around the world knows that woman's name yeah and she is like i'm like look, look to her mm-hmm. build a grassroots movement around this Mm. and settle in to 30 years of fighting for progress don't just pick your ball up and go home because bernie lost or whatever it's just well so here here's my take on on your video and the why it caused the reaction was (sighs) so i i agree with you completely i agree you know Radical incrementalism, you know, uh, the the moral arc of the universe is long, but it's bent towards justice. And, you know, I, I remember I came home from a protest and and I told my dad, I said, you know, I, I really like the enthusiasm, but like, what's what's going to change? And he said, he said, these things take time. It takes time for society to move in the right direction. And you're not just going to go to one protest. And flip over one cop car and the world's going to change, right? <laughs> and he's right. He's right. And But I think where the – why the video – why any vote shaming video causes such negative reaction is because – let's face it. A third-party vote is a protest vote. I agree. It, it's a protest. It's your way of saying – Screw this. Like, screw this two-party system. I'm so fed up with both parties. Uh, you, you know, no one no one who votes for a third-party candidate legitimately thinks they have a shot. It's, eh, I wouldn't say that. Some of them are really convinced that if they can just break that 5% threshold, that'll change in the future, which I disagree with. I mean, maybe, but... Because I, I think that the gerrymandering and the electoral college system and the fact that we have no ranked choice voting and then just the entrenched nature mm-hmm. of Republican versus Democrat is, I think one of the biggest problems is these people live on the internet and they live in a, a, an echo chamber and everybody they know is a communist or a socialist and all of their feeds are yeah. about how communism and socialism is a positive mm-hmm. good thing. And they're not going to, to Boise, Poughkeepsie, Idaho, yeah. whatever, where these people are like, I don't like communists. Yeah, it's exactly. like, this isn't a, you do not have a mainstream ideology. 
It's true. You are not go. You have to get this to catch on. Mm-hmm. Bernie barely got democratic socialism yeah. to be like, like chatted about, mm-hmm. and you want to get full blown communism, communism going yeah. in the United States? Yeah. The, the Red Scare was like thirty years ago. Yeah. yeah. People are terrified of communism. Yeah. yeah. But so it's a protest vote and. I think when a vote shaming video comes out, a lot of people view it as you don't have the right to protest. And it, it's funny because, you know, so much of the Democratic platform right now is just vote. Just go out there. Vote. Everyone vote. Just vote. Just do what you can to vote. And the idea that these people will then turn around and be like, oh, don't don't do a protest vote, though. Don't do that. That's wrong. That's evil. Don't. Well, I never said evil. I said selfish. Selfish, right. But it's sort of these two clashing ideas. Because if if voting is so important, and if if our country is founded around democracy, then why is it it so bad to, to vote your ideals then? Well, I guess my thought is, as I said before, if you consider that your ideals are more important than the everyday challenges. I, I I guess it would be like it's what it is is I'm trying to think of like a different example. If if somebody held a gun to your friend's head and said, "Eat this meat," you're I know you're a vegetarian. Eat this meat, or I'll shoot your friend. And you're you're like, "Well, I think eating meat is wrong." This is maybe a terrible analogy. Stop me if it is. Like you're basically like saying like, "Well, my ideals are more important than your life." Mm-hmm. because that's what's happening. Like right now, if Trump wins again, things that are on the table right now are 30 million people's health care, women's right to choose what to do with their bodies, gay equality and marriage, and uh, basically every black person, every person of color who's currently in danger in our political system, not to mention the rampant inequality that's yeah. going to get worse. Yeah. So to me, to look at all that and say, I'm not going to do the smallest effort to stop that, which is vote for the person who could beat Trump, the fascist, that to me strikes me as privileged. Like, I, it's more important that I fit my ideals and that I get to feel like I'm voting for who I want than it is for those people to continue to have those rights. And, I mean, this country was founded on sacrifice. And every time we've had some, like the civil, the civil war, we fought a war over slavery. A lot of people died so that black people could be freed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what, what do you, I've just completely lost my train of thought there. I think I sort of derailed my own argument. I think the thing is, is that especially after 2016, and a lot of people were making this argument on your video was, that's what the Democrats say every time. I know, I know that, but that's, that can, okay, let's look at the last three times a Republican has won. The first time, he didn't win the popular vote, and then he started those two wars you're so angry at me for, Mm -hmm. because no, because people didn't vote against him, and then he won again, and continued to do terrible things, and then Obama won for, for two terms, hooray, and everything got much better, granted, not the wars people are still mad at him for his bombings but like the economy got better and he i think did a lot of good for civil rights in some aspects well he, he uh, legalized, you know, legalized gay, gay marriage, marriage and, and uh 
you know, there's some other criminal justice reforms. Mm-hmm. Not as much as I think we would have all liked. But then Trump comes along and he rolls back all of it. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's like the the we have like nine years to turn around global warming. Mm-hmm. We have like nine years before it is irreversible and it is an existential danger. And on the docket, there's a guy who listens to scientists and there's a guy who says it isn't real. If nothing else, if, if you don't care about literally any other of the factors, gay rights, women in like, you, if you don't vote against the climate change isn't real guy, you're putting all of humanity at risk. And I just don't think the argument of every year you say it's not the right year, <laughs> when will it be? The only way for third party to win is if we fundamentally change the system. I I don't believe, and I think this is backed up by statistics, that no matter how much third party wants it, they just don't have the ability to defeat the years of gerrymandering, the years of voter suppression, the electoral college being entrenched in the way that it votes. The fact that the electoral college doesn't even have to pick a third party candidate, even if they won the popular vote. The third party or the electoral college could go, yeah, we don't give a shit about Joe Jurgensen. We go to Trump. Like they could do that if they wanted. But here, here's my Trump. counterpoint is, do you think at all maybe if the third party numbers keep going up, people will be like, you know what? This might be something. And do you think that... Well, I think my thought is the only way for third party to work is, first of all, win a single election other than the president. Mm. Why do they think that... The, like, it doesn't that strike you as extremely hubristic? Is that a word? Is <laughs> it, uh, The height of hubris that every four years these people come out a month before the election to push a candidate no one's heard of? Why don't you go win local and state elections and get a third-party governor and a third-party congressman and a couple third-party House of Representatives people so that people even know who the gold or green party is... But that's not what they do. They cut. Where's this crap? Why did I only hear Joe Jurgensen's name in July? <laughs> I've known who Joe Biden was for quite some time. Yeah. Trump has, was running long before the summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. And then the, at the last minute, they're like, oh, hey guys, vote Joe Jurgensen. <laughs> it doesn't strike me that any of them care. I don't see for four, it should have been for the last four years, it should have been, hey, you don't like what's going on? Here's the third party option. Let's get on the... Bernie had a grassroots movement and got democratic socialism to be a, 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 a household. Yeah. Why aren't... It just... You think they're trolling? I don't think they're trolling. I just think they're children. They don't... They're not putting the work in. They show up every four years. They say, I don't like these two options. I'm going to vote for a third. But that's part of... the. You're not bucking the system. That's a design of the system. The two-party system works because of spoiler candidates. The GOP wants you to vote for fucking Howie Mandel. Howie they Mandel. would love for you. That's where they pushed Kanye. Yeah, yeah, go steal votes, Kanye. It'll stop Biden from winning. And even... Like, they haven't... Literally have not won a single state since 1968. But every year they come out, this is going to be the... So in the same way you say, well, every year the Democrats say this isn't going to be the year. Well, every year they say this is going to be the year. And they're always wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want third party to be viable. I hate the two-party system. It causes things like abortion to be the only thing people vote about. Mm -hmm. Which is so stupid. 
It's like, what do you? How do you feel about guns, abortion, and uh, and gays? Yeah, that's how you vote. You either pick red or blue. This particular election, a fascist is running, mm. which is why I think vote for Joe Biden. But you'll notice I didn't vote, like I said, in the previous ones because I largely agreed with their sentiments. It's mm. like, what the fuck is the point? It's just mm. going to be a guy who doesn't represent my values. But now there's like an actual real threat to democracy. And if you want progressivism to take form, don't let a fascist win. Well, so that goes to my other point is someone posted a graph that I, I actually, you know, a lot of people posted graphs. But this one I think was true was it's like a pie chart of the electorate. And it was like 30% vote Democrat, 30% vote Republican two percent vote independent and the rest just don't vote and he was like well why are you blaming the two percent when you should be focused on the people who don't vote i've also made videos where i yell at people for not voting yeah like most of my videos are like hey don't be a selfish jackass vote mm -hmm. but a one minute video where i was like hey third party voters maybe now is not the year to be selfish and they're like how dare you not sum up all the nuance in your yeah. one minute TikTok? it's like well you didn't I have a whole catalog of stuff where I... It's the same argument as people like, you weren't critical of the war in that video. It's oh. like, well, how? yeah, I'm not going to... What? I'm not going to apologize. I have been. I haven't made one a video ever. You've you was... not made a pro-war video? No, the, the third party. It's not like oh. my... If my entire platform were fuck third party voters, oh, I yeah. could see that as an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've made so many videos like being like, hey, vote. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Get off your ass. You have a responsibility. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with that person, but like, I'm going after everybody. I'm, go I'm going after Trumpers. I yell at them. I've made a single video about third party voters. I've made a hundred videos about how the right is a garbage fire. Mm -hmm. And I've made also videos about how Democrats suck. Yeah. So it's like, they're ignoring all that to get mad. To get mad at this one video. Well, so my philosophy is I don't, I don't shame anyone for any political choice they make. Because I, because of the experience I went through and the vitriol I was exposed to, I no longer, I don't, this is going to sound weird. I don't care. I don't care what other people do. I, that's the problem with politics because it's all about what other people, I vote for who I vote for. Well, well, that was the one thing after that, I was very much less political on the internet. I'll make jokes about it, but I think there's something about posting about politics on the internet that's. It's very rarely a positive thing for anyone. As much as we, it's it's just, you're either preaching to the choir or you're pissing off the other side. The only time I've really ever started to kind of change my beliefs is when I like read like research informed articles, read journals. Now, it's different when you're dealing with like social issues like stuff like trans rights like that is it's like yeah i did not have to read a research-based article to care about trans rights for example but stuff like foreign policy and uh you know climate change like yeah i i, I had to read about that in order to become informed about it but my philosophy has always been just sort of lead by example you know well i will say I get a lot of comments and outside of, for every hateful comment I receive where people are like, your vote shaming or this or that and the other thing, I've received probably two or three messages of people being like, hey, 
I have always voted third party and I never thought about it the way that you put it. And I think you're right. I, it is selfish this year. I, I'm also not saying, and people seem to think I'm implying that like, don't ever vote third party. Mm. Go, go nuts. I'm just saying this particular year with the fascist stacking the Supreme Court, maybe not this time. Go, I, I literally say to him, 2024 should be your goddamn year. You're fucking primed for it. You look how much of a shit show this is. Yeah. You should use Biden's presidency to be like, this is what you want more of this? How about yeah. progressivism? Yeah. Remember Trump? Not that. Maybe not this either. Like use the next four years as a springboard to put a real progressive candidate forward for 2024. Think to the future. But they don't want to hear that. They just, they want it. No, I want to do it now. Also, all these third party candidates largely suck. Yeah. None of them are, none of them are great. Well, I don't really even know who Howie Mandel I don't know about Howie, Howie Mandel. Mandel. I so know. I, let's talk a little bit about these people. Um, these people. These people. These. So here, here is my psychological breakdown of these people: is there's a need to rebel against authority when you're an adolescent, right? I agree. And so our parents' generation, their parents were very conservative. So in the '60s, they rebelled by becoming liberal, right? So now we have this generation today that's like. Well, how do we rebel against liberals? Communism. <laughs> and there is, I, I, I hate to say it, and, and I've, I've been on both sides of it, there is a huge contrarian streak to how these people are. And that came up very much because you were like, well, I'm a veteran, but there's nuance to being in the military. Because to them, it's, you know, oh, Anything associated with the United States is evil. So I'm going to base my ideology around this. Oh, people say the USSR was bad. Well, now I'm a huge fan of the USSR. <laughs> and and it's, it's – I've been there because I too have been a contrarian. And that's sort of what fueled a lot of my political beliefs when I was younger was just like, well, whatever my parents like, fuck them. <laughs> and it's – that's fine, but what I saw this past week was that contrarian streak uh, really brought out some incredibly damaging uh, dialogue on the internet that really, it made me sick, and I could only imagine how you felt when they were just like, kill yourself. And I thought, holy shit, like this, you're talking about horseshoe theory? Yeah, that pissed him off too. I yeah. forgot that tweet. I said, um... The political ideologies might not be a horseshoe, but my God, do they argue the same? Scream a bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. ignore everything being said, and then prematurely declare yourself yeah. the winner of the argument. Kind of <laughs> like all extremes are dummies. Yeah. And they didn't like being called dummies. Well, <laughs> let's be honest here. A lot of these people are tankies. And tankies are people who apologize or just don't uh, who disagree about the fact that Joseph Stalin murdered a tremendous amount of innocent people. The now that I know that that's like, because I, I get that communism in and of itself isn't the evil that America has made it. I will listen to a communist talk about, and I have, I listen to BreadTube a lot. Mm -hmm. There's a, this guy, Thought Slime. I think he might be a communist or an anarchist or, or some combination. I don't mean to, if somebody knows, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'll listen, and I like his videos until he gets into the stuff that I don't agree with, and then it's a little frustrating. But I'll listen, 
But these tankies were like, I'm like, this isn't an ideology. This is just extremism. And I have no, I don't care for extremism. And I don't care. Like, I don't think yours is better because you're far left. Yeah. Because I think that I don't agree that there needs to be a violent revolution in America because I don't want Americans to die. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that killing them for uh, this idea. Also, none of them have put forward an ideology that I'm like, no. yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll help. No. It's all like, yeah, Stalin was a pretty good guy. Yeah. And it's like, n- and, and no, bro. Let's, let's be honest. These are teenagers in their parents' basement. And, and mid-20s. It's like disenfranchised 22-year-olds. But anyone who's like legitimately out there advocating, pushing forward progressive policies probably isn't on Twitter. So these are truly, purely keyboard keyboard warriors. Oh, sure. And so many leftists and communists and anarchists and every measure of these folk came and a ton of them were like, hey, listen, I love your videos. Mm-hmm. I know you're progressive. You talk about trans rights and you talk about uh, mental health and, and you talk about Medicare for all. And like, I'm constantly advocating for human rights and Black Lives Matter and I'm... Uh, like a huge LGBTQ. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's my whole platform. I also think that we need to, that, that I largely think veterans are victims mm-hmm. of this war machine. And I think pretty much everyone who goes into a war is the victim other than the guys at the top deciding who goes where. And maybe to a lesser extent, some of the generals and stuff like, but if you're going to talk about culpability, mm-hmm. if you pay taxes, you're part of the war machine. Exactly. Why do you get to pretend that you're not? If anything, I don't pay taxes anymore. Mm-hmm. I take money from the government coffers. So I am taking money from the war effort. I'm doing more than you fucking communists to stop them. <laughs> I'm not just advocating for the inter- on the internet. I'm taking goddamn money away. That's yeah. less bullets to go into... To I almost said brown kids, but that... Oh. Well, that's what they keep screaming at me. It's yeah. like, you're the reason all these brown kids are dead. I was like, I literally treated them. Yeah. I don't want them to die. I was a... I'm a pacifist. I've never hurt anyone. Well, that... That's not true. I've punched people in the face before. Oh, right? how if dare you? If you, you hurt an animal, I'll punch you in the face. You imperialist pig. <laughs> <laughs> I threw my brother down a flight of stairs. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm a social worker. Um, well, then... And then, really, you know, we had talked about doing this episode. And the one thing I really want to point out to kind of like sum up what we've been talking about for the past two hours is I don't care what your ideology is. There is no benefit to telling people to kill themselves. I agree with you. Now, okay, maybe if you're a Nazi, yeah, I guess telling people to kill themselves is fine, but fuck you. But you're saying to tell Nazis or if you are a Nazi, if you're a Nazi, well, because if you're a Nazi, like who cares what you think is okay? You're a Nazi, but everyone else, everyone outside of that, I'm going to push back a little. I still think Nazis shouldn't advocate. No one should. What? I'm confused. Well, because Nazis are Nazis just, a pass? Nazis are evil. <laughs> Not, so, why do you hate, Why do you love Nazis, okay, Gene? I, you know, I'm coming I'm, out. I'm messing yeah, with you. Yeah, I, I yeah, get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's refocus. I, I don't think. I will say, I don't, I don't want, like, I try on the internet. I argue with a lot of these Nazis. I don't want these Nazis to go kill themselves. I want them to stop being Nazis. Mm-hmm. I want them to come around and like see what they're doing is hateful. I don't want... I'll fight Nazis if it came down to it. But I would prefer not to. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, and like if they recant their views, welcome back. Yeah. 
like I don't think that you're tarnished forever if you if you have these hateful views. I think that you people should be allowed to be to like grow and like I don't know like right now we've got this problem of like what are we gonna do with all these Trump supporters when he loses? God, please vote. And <laughs> what are we gonna do? Like, cause they're all gonna be angry and disenfranchised. We can't just go move on with thirty percent of the country ignored. What are we gonna put them on an island? Like, we gotta embrace them back into the fold. And well, that's the thing is that socialism uh is a political system based off of utilitarianism where it benefits the most people it benefits the working class which you know and it benefits the other classes too but most the working class is the biggest class so they get to make all the decisions and all the stuff but the core like idea under it is that equality and everyone will be happy and content and have enough to live a fulfilling life so you can't just pit people as enemies against this if the idea of your political system is to benefit the most people as possible. There's this ironic paradox of anyone who opposes it is a villain. They're, you know, no, they're irredeemable. They should be thrown away, discarded. And I, I find a lot of these ideologies that people come at me for I'm like, I, this just doesn't seem thought out. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with like violent communist uprisings. Like, well, it's for the people. We're going to have a violent uprising. I'm like, again, like how? And what's your plan? And like, who? don't you think that's going to hurt way more people than it helps? And then they get mad at you like, oh, you see, so you just support, you just hate, you just hate. I'm like, no, I just, you don't have an idea. You don't have a plan you just have an ideology you have this is bad mm -hmm. don't you think this is bad and it's like they sure do well it's kind of like communists will make fun of liberals they'll say that oh liberals just say orange man bad but then communists are just like america bad which has merit to it yeah. as does orange man bad but like okay what are you gonna do like what how are you realistically and oh you're you're not really a comrade if you are asking me that question. It's, it's also like if this if your cause is so important, why are you harassing me on Twitter? Don't you have like shit to get to doing? Well, that that's the thing is, if you objectively look at the situation, how do you rationalize? It's like I told, <laughs> I told a va a veteran to kill himself. <laughs> how is that furthering your agenda? I don't. <laughs> I don't get why they're not trying to convert me. Exactly. Don't you want a guy who understands how to do violence and is anti... Like, you know how many veterans are anti-war and anti-the military and leave the military disenfranchised? There's an entire group of veterans called About Face yeah. that, that spend their time criticizing the military in the Iraq war as under the... Like, I know a lot of those people. I don't love some of their practices, but... I am friends with a lot of them, mm -hmm. and, and I, I support them in some ways. Again, I am I am always going to be the guy who's like, more nuance, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's what these people suffer from, which goes back to the horseshoe theories that both the extreme right and extreme left are black and white thinking. People are purely villains or purely heroes. There's good and evil. There's no room for the messy details of how this stuff gets done. That, yes. I, I, there seems to be a dearth of actual plans mm -hmm. of like, this is, granted, I know that probably planning a communist uprising on the internet would be, uh, I also just don't, I don't want that. 
Yeah. I don't want a revolution. I don't want more war. Yeah. I don't care what the reason is. I don't think America would benefit from, like, in long term. I, I think it would just cause more instability and violence and death. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think you have the, like, at the end of the day, you don't have the votes. Yeah. Not enough people want to do that. You can't overthrow the nation with 4% of Twitter. <laughs> or whatever these dummies anime profile yeah, things. You're, you're, not, you're too much of a coward to show your face, but you're going to yeah. go murder people for the, the cause? I went on a lot of these people's profile pages, and they had no pictures of themselves. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Like, you can't go fuck yourself. If you're not... If I look, you know, I, I <laughs> we're getting, we're getting, angry. we're getting, I'm going to pull it up and just, no, I, Brian from Minnesota, Brian, you're fucking dead, Brian. <laughs> Jesus. That was a joke. Sorry. Yeah. So re, we but, love you, Brian. From yeah. Minnesota. Brian, Brian's our number one fan. I'm, I hope there's a guy who from Minnesota. Minnesota. What is this? Oh my god! Oh my god! So here's here's what I'm gonna say is my main takeaway: being vitriolic, being hateful. You know, having the experience that I've had, being a therapist, being a social worker, being a socialist, being on both sides of of these kind of things, being hateful on the internet, it just doesn't do anyone any good. It, it really doesn't. And if you look at it. A lot of why we are in the situation now is because of that. It's because a generation of people were really hateful on the internet. They were full of hate. They went to Reddit. They went to 4chan. And, you know, Donald Trump basically started as a meme. And then mm-hmm. he, um, for some, for whatever reason, no one in his own party could overcome this meme. And then uh, the Democrats couldn't overcome this meme. And then, bam, we have a meme for president, which I guess in some way is very funny. But then um, 200,000 I mean, people I, have died. I, I totally get why some some straight white kid in his parents' basement thinks this is the funniest thing in the yeah. world. Yeah. Because he's not like that privilege. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are like, yeah, it sucks that he won, but like. LOL, he's owning the libs. Yeah. Pew, pew, or pew. even people who are like, you know, I know some Democrats who are straight white dudes, and it's like, ah, I hope he doesn't win, but you know. But it won't affect them. Yeah, it largely won't affect them. It, if anything, this past year with the the pandemic, it really showed, um, hey, having a joke as a president is going to hurt everyone. And, and if nothing else... And I, I told this to my guitarist, uh, shout out Jack McBride. He's a huge Biden fan, by the way. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> yeah. I said, listen, if, if for no- nothing else, I look at it like this. Um, Joe Biden is, I don't like him, but he's going to do a way better job of handling this pandemic than that goofball we have in charge right now. And that is literally something you could measure in people dying every day. I agree with that. I think that Biden's a... I, I think people are wrong about Biden being the worst. I, I I, I think it's not fair that everyone's like, ugh, the DNC should have put up a better candidate. Because of the candidates they put up, I think Biden is the most likely to win the presidency. I agree. 
Because if you look at all the others, I think all of them would have lost for different reasons. Yes. Bloomberg is well, just as fuck bad. Fuck him. <laughs> just as bad as Trump. Um, he's just pretending to be, you know, that was a nightmare. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren was great, but is... She couldn't win her home state. I couldn't win her home state. And also, I genuinely believe that America's too yep. misogynist to, to elect a woman in. And he, that would have, any of those people you put up on that debate stage across from Trump would have received the, the, like... Yeah, Biden is the only one where they didn't have shit on him. Mm -hmm. He's just another old white dude mm -hmm. who is basically a Republican. Yeah, who who's courting the moderates and has been frustrating. I also think he is a good choice because he has spent forty seven years being the pragmatic. I'm going to reach across the aisle guy, and that's what we need right now. Yeah, I I don't know if right now is the. I know communists are like now is the time for a hard swing to the left, and it's like maybe it isn't. Maybe now is a time, is a like all of these Republicans are going to be so butthurt when Trump loses because they are in a cult mm -hmm. and they believe that the liberals are terrible people and they believe that socialism is like the greatest threat to America. And if you come screaming out of the gate with that, they're just going to win another victory in 2022. Yeah. And we're going to bounce back and forth and mm -hmm. we're, we're just going to get nothing. We're going to lose. Hopefully we gain Congress. It'll just be Obama again. I think we need a different strategy and i think that unity is not a bad platform mm -hmm. and i think courting the moderates getting the republicans to be like i guess this one's fine it's like largely i think a lot of the left is just upset because this is this election isn't about them yeah no i i he's not courting them because no. it's like he's courting he's courting the the suburban voters in pennsylvania and ohio and michigan but at the at like I will say, like, he said he wants to get rid of oil. He's taking climate change seriously. He's taking criminal justice reform seriously. He said he, he's, he was wrong about the 1994 or 93 yeah. crime bill, and then he wants to change things. He said he just wants to get rid of all the um, low-level offenses for drug use and make all drug use non-criminalized. He, like, there are multiple progressive policies. Mm -hmm. They just, it's like, they're literally going, well, that's not enough. Yeah. It's like, honey, that's politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, I know you just got here. Yeah. You should have lived through the Bush era. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, is is it just that I'm 32 and I'm like, I, like people were pissed at Obama that he didn't do enough. But it's like if Obama had done what he had wanted, Democrats never would have won again. There, I, I do have a little sympathy for these, I don't want to say tankies, but anime profile brigade people in that there is frustration because this has always been the dem we gotta do what we can do what we can but they never really do push the overton window because obama was like dude if i get elected oh things are gonna change and then he got elected he said yeah wall street i know you just like destroyed the world's economy but we're just gonna give you a slap on the wrist don't do it again come on guys and it's like Dude, what the fuck? And there's this, it, you know, it's always like, yeah, we got to do what we can, do what we can. And a lot of people get frustrated playing that game. But that's politics. Yeah. But it... it okay, I, I, com I completely agree with you. I'm frustrated too. So my question is, what do you do about it then? Because a third party vote is just, you're not... I hate the idea that like, I'll show them... Mm -hmm. I'll vote third party. 
honey, that's still one of the that's you're playing the game you're still. You're playing into that's them. part that, yeah. that that's part that's baked in. They expect that. That's why it exists. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so that you don't do anything else. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, if if you do a protest vote, then you probably won't go protest. Yeah. You know, like a real thing to do would be to have a labor strike. Yeah. You want to really now piss off the the elites? Everybody in the workforce doesn't go to work tomorrow. Fuck yeah. That would change things, but nobody wants to do that because they feel good inside if they just vote for Joe Jurgensen. Exactly. And then they say, "Ah, oh, you know, I, I I did I did my part." And then they just, you know, bitch on Twitter for a year. Dude, we should just organize. Well, there is a there is a strike if Trump steals the election there's a generalized labor strike really i think there's gonna be way more than that buddy i would fucking hope so <laughs> yeah if you if you I, if he steals the election in the court black lives matter riots this not to equate black lives matter with the riots but the riots during the black lives matter protest this summer should look tame yeah you should burn every Walmart. Oh, I think if I, he steals I, the election i don't think it's just riots i think it's a civil war at that point I don't I, want to advocate for a civil war, but if a fascist steals the election, I you, do. You, do you not see that as a a? I guess it would depend on what the military did. I think a civil war would be largely impossible to fight if the military were against the American people, because like drones exist, yeah. and like kinetic kill from. But then space we'd be weapons. in a. Then we would be in a truly nightmare. Yeah, we would basically be, be living in a dictatorship. Yeah. No, that would be. That's that's why I'm so like my frustration is that I agree with these people. I know I'm condescending. I know I'm condescending to them and I know I've continued to do it. One, you've been telling me to kill myself all week. Yeah. It's Saturday and this the the, the threats stopped roughly yesterday. Yeah. So like I'm still pretty cheesed off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time it's like I'm fighting to show people that a fascist is taking office. Or that a fascist is rising to power in our country with the most powerful military on the planet at his disposal. And largely they've been telling him no thus far. But like, fuck. Mm -hmm. If he maintains power, we're all so screwed. It's a nightmare. And I'm just so tired of this infighting of like, you know, Joe Biden, if he really wanted my vote, he would have been... Democrats have to fall in love. And Republicans fall in line. Trump has literally done some of the most heinous shit possible. Mm-hmm. And they defend him. And then the leftists, you know, Joe Biden. He's, yeah. He's, it's like, yeah, I agree. Wait till January 20th. Yeah. And then go and then protest him. Yeah. I'll probably protest him. Yeah. But it, it you have to look at the this. I know. But every year the Democrats <laughs> say that. I know! It doesn't make it not true! And also, 2016, they, we were right. When everyone's like, hey, seriously, maybe vote against Trump. Yeah, but Hillary is terrible. We agree. But, like, maybe yeah. vote against Trump. Yeah. And then they didn't. And like, now 300,000 people have died. Uh, I know. And our economy is the worst it's ever been. And 8 million people are have dropped below the poverty oh line. Oh, my God. And we've, we're, our standing across the world is... is lessened and we've left the world health organization during yeah. a pandemic and we've had the worst hurricanes on record and he's not giving aid to any of the democratic <laughs> states and we've had the worst fire on record and he's not giving aid to them and it's like we are 
on fire and drowning and dying and choking to death and and left bounties on russian bounties on like in every conceivable you know he has rolled back regulations on trans rights where you can get fired for being trans now so now oh. if you're a trans person you're just where are you gonna work uh, now it's he i think he rolled back i don't know they might the court might have turned overturned the trans working thing but he made it so doctors can refuse to take care of trans people oof jeez and it's like what biden's better than that mm -hmm. sure he's a corporate democrat and he doesn't he doesn't want to get rid of fracking right away and like oh uh, i know that's the one thing he's like oh, oh i love fracking <laughs> it's i just i just think it's naive mm -hmm. and i but okay all right all right i you know we've spent the past two hours and 15 minutes with really shitting on tankies yeah so let me let me ask you a question though. You have all these reasons against it. Can you can you make space for it? Not third, third party voting this election or third party voting at all. I I'm talking yeah, third party voting in this election and I'm not saying you have to be happy that people are doing it, but can you just say can you just give them space? Can you say, "You know what? Do what you're going to do." I have my reasons for voting for my guy. I really think what you're doing is wrong, and I don't agree with it. But you have every right to do it. Oh, do not under do not misunderstand me. I literally gave up my rights because I thought I was fighting for their right to make this stupid decision. Mm -hmm. I have always said you have the right to piss me off. You can you have the right to not vote. You have the right to vote for Mickey Mouse. You are allowed to do, and I respect that right i just think that you also have a responsibility if you want to go vote third party go ahead that's your right i also think it's selfish and i'm gonna yell about that because i have a massive platform and i think that i have a responsibility to say that i think that's selfish but i would never I, I think it's wrong the democrats took howie mandel off the ticket in in 30 states i think that is abhorrent um the pa democrats took the green party off the bill is that who it was in pennsylvania that's yeah. what i maybe that's who i meant that's, i know that the democrats sued to, re, to remove and that that i'm against that's terrible. even even though i don't think you should vote for him i think you should have the option i don't think it should be a purely two-party but i also it's like it's like if you really want this grassroots campaign don't just show up every four years. That's why I don't believe you. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that you want... Because the Democrats show up. Mm -hmm. if, and, and it's also like, well, have you volunteered? Do you phone bank? Have you been a part of your local Democratic Party? Yeah. Have you? If you don't like the party, why won't you join it and change it? Or join the Green Party? Like, none of these people seem like actual... It's Like, they're involved. They just seem like they want to tell me I'm an asshole for saying they're selfish. It's contrarianism. Exactly. It's cynicism and contrarianism. I, like, if some, some people come along and they go, listen, I am an indigenous person and I'm not going to vote for either of them. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really going to argue with that person. I'm not going to sit and tell an indigenous person that they need to vote for the old white man because I'm losing my rights. Mm -hmm. I, uh... 
I did argue a little. Oh. I, well, I was basically like, well, I think in the long run, a fascist will be worse for you. Yeah. But you, that's you're right. I'm not going to tell someone. I, and I also am not telling them they're bad people. I'm being condescending and I'm saying they're selfish and they're children. Those are all insulting. Yeah. But I'm not like, if you vote third party, you're a terrible person. You don't deserve to live. I'm not saying that. I'm just being an asshole about yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like. You've been telling me to kill myself all yeah. week. I'm so sorry. I'm being a little sarcastic. Yeah. Even now, I'm like, boy, Pat, you're really laying it on thick. But, like, I'm angry. And I, I, I'm I, frustrated because I agree with them. And I want I want ranked choice voting. I think that's the way forward. I'm glad that Maine has it. I'm glad that Massachusetts is putting it on the ballot. I think that people should have... I think we should abolish the Electoral College. Absolutely. I think that Puerto Rico should be given a, a, a path to statehood because I think it should be up to them. Mm-hmm. I think D.C. should absolutely be yes. made a state. Eight million people without any se- mm-hmm. Senate representation. I think that'll change the voting. I think, I think America, Samoa, Senate... uh, uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands, there are so many... There are like at least five places that should be given statehood. And I, I'd like it to be five because then we would have 55 stars. And yeah, because like yeah, that's the something. problem is we have... 50 states, so nice, and right? it's such a nice, even number. Did you know that we didn't have 50 stars on our flag during World War II? We had, four, like, 49? Yeah. That's... Because I don't think... We need like, to go back... Was it Alaska the last one, or Hawaii? I think it was Alaska. I don't remember which one. I'm sure we're going to get a that's lot of comments. So, that's so sad. That we didn't have 50? Yeah, like, 49. That's, like... Yeah, I know, like, ugh, the 49ers? The 49ers, yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> it's... I understand why these people feel the way they do and i largely agree with them i'm frustrated too i wish every time biden struggles i'm like god damn it yeah why i and i like biden i Mm. think he's empathetic i think that the fact that he's has so much grief in his past will make him a good leader for this moment but the fact that he is got these gaffes and he's frustratingly pragmatic and he's not, no one's like falling in love with him. Although in some ways I think that's useful against um, a purely ideologue like mm-hmm. Trump to have just like a boring politician, but like, God, I wish an Obama had come along mm-hmm. and gotten everybody really excited to vote and, and, and jazzed about the future. But it's like, but he, but it didn't. So we got to play with the hand that we were dealt. And I think that the path forward is, Vote for Biden, protest Biden, and then fight for more equality. And attacking me for my service is is so pointless. And at first it was really upsetting and hurtful. And like, it stressed me out to the point where my dog started having panic attacks. Oof. And she's like, she like licked a spot on her arm. So she's got like this hot spot now. And then I was panicking about that. And then what's crazy is... I spent all week fighting with these leftists and I, I like forgot about Trump. Like I, cause, cause all my focus was like, I'm being shot in the back. I'm being mm-hmm. shot in the back. I'm being shot in the back. These people are saying the most offensive things I've ever heard. And I'm just trying to like argue with them. And their arguments were so difficult to combat because they just kept going. Yeah. We'll tell that to the millions of dead Iraqis. <laughs> And I'm, I, I kept, and it, that's such a difficult place to come and be like, hey, I'm, I'm not responsible for that. Mm. I agree with you. I agree that war is bad. I joined when I was 18 out of college. I was lied to. 
I thought I wasn't going to go to war. I was in the National fucking Guard. And then I, you know, I, if I had not gone, and, oh, it makes me mad when they're like, you had every choice. And it's like, you, you do not understand the repercussions of going AWOL. You'll never work again. You can't get a job anywhere. McDonald's won't hire you. Wow. If you have a, a dishonorable discharge. And it, it frustrates me that these, these folk who hate the system don't recognize that it's the system. The system is largely... Dis- we don't have a draft anymore. Mm-hmm. We have an all-volunteer army. The only way you get an all-volunteer army to work is to give it certain incentives to get people to join. And those incentives are health care, college, and a chance to leave your podunk town in, in Nowheresville, uh, Idaho. Sounds like uh, socialism. It is socialism. It's... Hey, if you go get blown up, you can have socialism. Yeah. <laughs> which I have. I have subsidized medicine and I get paid by the... I, I love socialism, but yeah. I had to get blown up for it. Yeah. And what was the point I was trying to make? The These people hate the system. They, they hate the system, but they're blaming me. And I'm largely a victim of the system, too. And I'm not in these chats being like, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything the military's ever done is perfect and good. But they're telling me that that's what I believe. Yeah. yeah. You've never been critical of the military. I'm like, I'm critical of them constantly. I was critical while I was there. My entire stand-up career has been me like bashing my head against a wall trying to get people to laugh at the idea that maybe America's not the good guy in our 19-year war on terror. Mm-hmm. And it's... I, I think that they're... Their ire and their hatred is misplaced. Oh, with the point I was making, so they're yelling at me. I've got my I've got my deflector shield set to left. I go into the debate and I watch Trump. And I had a I had a breakdown on my stream. I had a full panic attack and I started crying in front of a thousand live stream viewers because I just wasn't prepared. Like I just didn't have like my defenses up. And just seeing this I have been groomed by a narcissist before i've been in sociopath relationships i understand the cycle of abuse and watching trump go i could i could have been worse but i didn't it could have been two million dead but i i was only two you should thank me that only two hundred thousand died when he was like i could have i could have made i could have ruined the aca i could have ruined all your health care but i didn't you should thank me for it it's just abuse and abuse and uh, I take full responsibility. It's China's fault. Mm-hmm. Who built the cages, Joe? Yeah. And the moment that really set it off for me was Joe said, uh, you know, 500 kids are never going to see their families again. And I thought Trump said good. This seems to be a Mandela effect because I made a video about him. People are like, no, he said go ahead to the moderator. I heard good. I've listened to the tape like 100 times now. I can hear it both ways. Really? It's like that dress, like that blue and gold yeah, or blue yeah, and yeah. white, black, blue and black dress. I can if I listen and I think go ahead I can hear go ahead and if I listen and I hear good I hear good. So I don't and and in my video today I was like I don't care. Either way he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He has no empathy for these kids. And it's such an interesting experience being a queer veteran and being so hated on both sides and not being a centrist. Like when they started hating me my instant reaction was fuck the left. You want to call me a liberal? I'll be the most liberal fucking shill. Mm-hmm. I will be a neoconservative. Oh my god! <laughs> oh I'm god. gonna I'm gonna pull right into the middle. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna baby. sit myself right. Oh. Yeah, 
But then I, I thought about it more and I was like, no, that's not. I still agree with all these progressive values. I'm not going to let these people's ang- di- un, uh, displaced anger at me change my political beliefs out of spite. That's childish. Although a ton of people on my videos are like, oh, you don't want me to vote third party? But then I'm going to vote for Trump. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm like, no, you weren't. You're lying. I, I couldn't tell if they were like Trump supporters or they were people who were like, I'm so far to the left that I'm going to own the libs by voting for Trump. Which is just irony is dead at this point, I guess. I don't even know what that mode of thinking is. My thinking there is if your if your political beliefs are so like ephemeral <laughs> that a guy on the internet being a little condescending mm-hmm. makes you want to vote for a fascist, mm-hmm. I you're okay. Yeah. Well, that I don't feel bad, dude. I mean, but that's what happens when you have a meme for a president. Is that people vote? People. A lot of people say they claim is people on the internet claim to care about the issues but i think it's really an emotional thing because i think these people they weren't attacking you because oh you know i love socialism they see socialism as a form of contrarianism they see it as a form of rebellion and they saw you as they see you as an easy target i agree you're an easy target because you're actually gonna be hurt by the things they say where an actual, like, let's say, more conservative veteran would just be like, I think everything the military does is good, and fuck you if you disagree. And they'd be like, you're a war criminal. And they'd be like, okay, whatever. Go fuck yourself. All of my vet buddies were like, yo, bro, being a war criminal is dope. Yeah. <laughs> they, all, they all took it right in stride. Mm-hmm. And they were like, because they don't, they to them, communism is as ridiculous to them as fascism is to me. Yeah. And I'm trying very hard not to fall into that trap of like communism bad, mm-hmm. which I do, you know, I don't, I don't want communism. Yeah. I like some of the tenets of it, but mm-hmm. it's like, it, well, it's never worked mm-hmm. much like most political ideologies. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, maybe a form of that. Mm-hmm. I continue to advocate for democratic socialism. I think that Bernie's got it on the money. I'm hoping more we can shift in that direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is there anything you want to say before we wrap this episode up? Is there anything you want to say to the haters? I think that I think one of the problems right now, and I'm I am just as uh, guilty of this. I am so locked into this, Trump is a fascist, Biden needs to win, that when I see someone that I respect say, I'm not voting this year, or I voted this way, I will, I will unfollow them. Like, I don't want, I don't want to be, I don't even want to talk to people right now that are like, I'm not, I'm not playing. And maybe that'll change when Trump loses. I have a few friends that I was like, I think I'm going to cut this person off. Like, it's hard hard for me because I'm losing my rights. So mm-hmm. when someone's like, I'm a Republican, but we can still be friends. To me, it's kind of like being like, hey, I don't think you have a right to exist. But like, I like you as a person. <laughs> and it's like, but you're voting against my life. But I'm trying. I'm like not 
cutting everyone out of my life unless they're actually like vitriolic to me. Like I had a very long conversation with a friend today who's much more libertarian than me uh, about politics and it didn't get horrible. It was unpleasant because mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it, it's like you're walking on eggshells all the time, uh, I think. But to these left people, it's, the, the, I mean, I think a lot of these tankies are largely a lost cause. Like, I don't think they care. I don't think anything I say, I think the fact that I'm a veteran, I think that they have moral absolutism. Mm -hmm. Where they say all, like, I think that's the same problem that, uh, that the, the right has. They believe in universal truths. Mm -hmm. And then they take from that universal truth, they build their worldview. And I don't think I believe in universal truths. No. I mean, maybe like good, being good or, or like yeah. But what quality. is good? What is good? Yeah, exactly. It changes culture to culture. So, I think that I think that they have this this worldview of like, if you join the military, you're a bad person, and it's like, why? Well, I, I think you're wrong. Mm -hmm. it, not just because I'm a medic, but not just. It's like I. That's it's just silly to blame. You know, McDonald's, it's like the guy who serves you McDonald's isn't the reason McDonald's is bad for you. Yeah. He's just as screwed over, like, he's making a minimum wage. I made like $2 an hour to be in Afghanistan. I Wow, they pay you? <laughs> Barely. Damn. But it's, I guess if I, if I could get through to them, it would be recognize an ally when, when you, when you have one. I, don't you think that having a veteran who is largely critical of the military is, is useful to your cause than telling a vet, like every veteran to shove off. And like, and so a couple of people came to my defense and said, so what's your plan here? Get rid of the entire military, mm -hmm. get rid of every active duty. Like, are we just going to execute all of them? Yeah. Every veteran we line up, like, what do you, what is your plan here? And they don't, they don't have one mm -hmm. because they just want to hate me. They're just contrarians. But I think if I were to just speak to the left, it would be be patient and keep fighting and understand that battles aren't won quickly. And that this, like, look at gay rights. Mm -hmm. We got them, and now we're looking like we're going to lose them again. Yeah. Should we all roll up on our backs and, and call it a day? I, I'm not going to. Let's fight for that. And, you know, I if you want to fight for your ideology of communism, more power to you. But understand that the system is bigger and stronger and more powerful than you. And it's going to take a long time to change it. And I think we should. I think that the moment Biden gets elected, this is the year that progressives should be just going apeshit constantly i think it should be an unending barrage of insults for four years because uh, he's not running again so we don't need to like build up momentum to keep him in office mm -hmm. find someone better mm -hmm. who could like, i don't i don't know who it would be I, mean, I don't know if aoc is of age but like get someone who galvanizes people to want this shit and grassroots for them for four years and get or get your green party and just show up and do the work that needs done and don't just wait don't go ugh we didn't win i hate this two party uh, the, the nobody cares i'm not represented Burr. and then take your ball and go home
you're, oh, if you do that, nothing's going to change ever. And I also think it's incredibly naive to pretend that things haven't gotten better in America because we're more progressive than we were. Things suck right now. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's pretty trash. It goes back and forth. Don't you? I, I mean, like infant mortality rate is down. Oh, yeah. But poverty is largely down. That's that, that's also across the globe. That Well, that's but that's what I mean. Humans yeah. always trend towards progress. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. America used to be the leader of that. We're the reason that gay rights mm. has largely been adopted over the world mm. because we did it and we, we fought for it. We're our civil rights movements tend to echo around the earth. Our women's movements did our, our civil rights movements did. And I think that's amazing. And I think we have all this momentum from this summer of the largest civil rights movement in history. And I, I think that now you're going to have a guy in office who will probably listen to some of that. But Trump doesn't care. He yeah. literally gassed everyone. Mm -hmm. But Biden and to this another extent, uh, Kamala Harris aren't. I hope <laughs> going to gas, gas the everyone. Population. And if they do, let's overthrow them. Then, yeah. like, I am not advocating that Biden. We get Biden in office, and then we all go home and pat ourselves on the back because we saved democracy. I think that getting Trump out is putting out a fire mm -hmm. and we still have to fix everything wrong with the house. Mm -hmm. And I think that the left is a huge part of that conversation, but they don't want to work together. And it, 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 am I wrong that like they, there seems to be a lot of infighting. Absolutely. Communists versus socialists and socialists versus, um, uh, anarchists. And, 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 and you know what? I, I was talking to my guitarist, Jack, Jack McBride, second shout out. And he said, do you think, do you think people on the extreme right are like, I won't vote for Trump because he's not, he's not ex far right enough for me. No, they're like, he's not going to do everything I want, but he's going to do some of the things I want. So I'm going to pew, fall in line. Yup. <laughs> the right falls in line. Yeah. Even if they, I literally get like, hey, I don't like the guy, but uh, his, po I think his policies are more like they, they just vote, they'll vote for him. They hate people like I hate Trump, but you know my taxes, my four hundred one k, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for him. And the right, or the left is like, eh, I know everybody's losing their rights, but he said this one thing, you know, he, I think, I think he's racist because of thing uh, he said to Charlemagne the God. <laughs> now, let. I just want to take one minute to say there, there's plenty to dislike about Biden. Um, I disagree. He's perfect in every conceivable yeah, way. He, but he, he recently, <laughs> recently he's been doing one thing I really like. He acknowledges his past mistakes. Yeah. He said in the debate, uh, the, the crime bill was a mistake. The drug laws were a mistake. He still gets a little too self-righteous. Like when he's like, I'm not going to ban fracking. It's like, bro, we, we know. That's why we don't like you. And, um, well, the, they keep painting him. Like, I get why he's doing that. Trump keeps being like, you said you were going to do yeah. this. He's like, no, I didn't. Um, I would get pissed at Trump yeah. lying to my face yeah. about me too. I had one more point I was going to make. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So my, my message to the haters out there, to anyone out there is I, I just don't think being nasty on the internet, you there, there's a time and a place to be uh, funny, to be derogatory, to make fun of people. I I love, you know, I listen to that podcast, Chapo, and they make fun of Republicans. 
and Democrats, and they make fun of themselves too, and it's all in good fun. And you, you know, if it's if it's clever and biting and all that, but I I just don't I don't think telling people I, the the level of hatred I saw this past week directed towards you really for me was just I don't know it 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 didn't seem like it was helping anyone I I, I think hatred as a whole um, it, it rarely can help people and I one golden rule I would say is maybe instead of shitting on people on the internet is just go out and just try to make the world a better place any way you can be constructive be positive build something reach out to people connect with people uh connect with your community uh anything like that i feel like nowadays especially is it's kind of more radical to do that than to just be like this person's an asshole so fuck them i think it's also important and the left does this a lot. Like, I'm always going to probably criticize Charlie Kirk or, oh, or yeah. a Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah. But I think you need to take into account a person's body of work mm-hmm. before you criticize us. Like, yeah. how dare you say this stuff about third-party voters? And, like, you, even you asked, well, why don't you say this about everybody else? And it's like, well, I've been yelling about everybody else mm-hmm. for two months. But no one cares about that. Yeah. Yeah, And that seems to be a huge problem on the left that I don't know if the right is uh, gets as often. But on the left, it's like, as you could be the most perfect leftist of all time. And then you say, like you said, maybe don't punch Nazis. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you are anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, in what world? Yeah. And so I think we need to stop. I'm not saying don't criticize people. I'm... I have nothing against the people who came into that video and criticized me. You're right. Mm-hmm. I am vote shaming. Yeah. And people can say, and I respect my friend was like, hey, I, I think that's wrong. I was like, okay, well, that's your, you're fine. I don't think less of them. And I didn't tell them like, well, you're a shitty person. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, I think it's selfish. And mm-hmm. I think that people should be shamed for being selfish. That's my opinion and my right. So I'm going to exercise my right and it's my platform and I'll do what I want with it. I think that's different from the hate that yeah. I received. Yeah. But largely, I'm I engaged with a lot of the criticism, mm-hmm. and I I had some when they were in good faith, decent conversations with a few of them. Like you know, hey man, like I'm in California, and I I see what you're saying, but you know we're probably gonna go blue. Some people come in and go, what about this? What do you? How do you feel about this? And I would answer, and they'd be like, okay, well I don't really agree with you, but I can see where you're coming from. This is my, and I think that's good and healthy and great. And like, come, and if I'm wrong, I want people to come in and be like, hey, some people come in, hey, I love your content. I think you're off the mark on this one. Mm -hmm. And well, I might respond very snarkily before I come pull my head out of my ass and, and, and listen. That, that is important. And I want that to continue happening, but telling someone that they should kill themselves. Yeah. And to that point, I, I want to, I think because we're wrapping up. Yeah. I want to say that the people who receive hate, just a little advice from me, it has almost nothing to do with you as a person. Yep. I, I learned, that, like, at first this was very upsetting. But what I did with it is I posted all of it on Instagram. And I posted silly little comments. And kind of made fun of the hate. And while it was extremely stressful and 
a grow a growth experience for me and I have a lot of years of therapy and learning how to process this sort of stuff that gave me an edge. I've also been receiving hate comments for the last two months. So this was just sort of more of the same from a newer direction. I've also been yelled at for being a veteran before, just not to this level of vitriol. But I want to say, like, if you are opinionated on the internet, people are going to attack you. And it, it's something that I think you need to largely accept and move on from and not take it personally because these people are saying things about me that are simply not true you're a baby killer mm. i never shot my weapon yeah so i know that they're not talking about me they're yelling at their idea of what a soldier is which is coming from a place of pure ignorance mm -hmm. and it's at the same time that i at first was like fuck the left and then i was like no it's not every leftist. It's specifically these people that are attacking me. I shouldn't do what they're doing to me, although I was antagonistic towards mm -hmm. them. And I, I think that people shouldn't be afraid to speak their mind on the internet because at the end of the day, I think that silencing someone's voice is the worst thing that you can do. Which I, I, I really want to reiterate that I, I don't think I'm silencing people by telling them how to vote. Because I'm not a government official. And you're also, you, it's not that you're saying don't vote. You're just saying you should vote. For and I at no point said, if you're thinking about voting third party, you should just not vote. I just made an appeal towards, this is how I think you should vote. And if you don't, I believe you're selfish. Granted, I think I just said you're selfish, but I mean, that's an opinion. Mm -hmm. It's an implied that it's an opinion. I am not, I'm not in a position of authority. I'm just a jackass yelling into a mirror on the internet. Right. But when you try to silence people because they disagree with you, I think that that's wrong. Like, I don't want these commies to have their, their platforms taken away. I blocked them from yelling at me. Mm -hmm. But like, go nuts, yell about communism on the internet. I don't care. That's your right. And I guess it's their right to tell me to go kill myself. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say as, as someone who, you know, received my fair share of vitriol over the years is don't, don't ever take anything personally. It's never about you. Uh, you know, and that's across all mediums of communication. It's never, it's never about you. The guy who cuts you off isn't, you know, when you're trying to get to work. He's not doing it despite you. He's doing it because he's stressed, because he's worried he's going to be late for his job. And if he's late, he'll get fired. And then his wife will leave him. And then his father will think he's a failure and so on and so forth. And so when these people go online and sh shoot this venom at you, they're really fighting ghosts from their past or, or whatever it is that makes people do that. And then what you were talking about and, and what we've been talking about this last hour is this sort of stereotype thinking of, oh, well, you're a soldier, you're a baby killer. And that's them, their attempt to sort of impose their definition of you onto you. Meaning they've created this definition of what a veteran is and they're imposing it onto you. And really, if there's one thing I've, I've learned through studying therapy is the importance of being able to define yourself. 
I, I think that's what's helped me through this week is I just know who I am mm-hmm. and what I did and largely my position on these subjects. And like, I've been, I've spent so much time breaking them down and thinking about them and talking about them on this podcast that I, when people come in, cause sometimes I'll go, Oh no, is this true? Am I these things? Yeah. But I didn't do that this week because I'm like, no, you're you're wrong. Yeah. And I would I would urge anyone who hears this and thinks, oh God, I'll never put my opinion on the internet. I if people are that angry at you, you're probably gonna have other people. Like for every hateful comment I got, I received three to five kind messages somewhere else. My Instagram is so I cannot get through them all. I have like hundreds of messages of people who saw the hate and were like, "How hey, I you changed my mind or like your content makes me feel great. Like if you make waves, you are probably going to get other people who will listen to you. Don't let hatred and bigotry and vitriol silence whatever it is that you feel like is something you need to talk about. If if it's being LGBTQ or it's black rights or indigenous rights or, or whatever it is that you feel that you need to get on that soapbox, do it. Get up on that soapbox. If it's communism, if yeah. you want to yell, even these tankies, it's like, if you want to maybe redirect your hate, but like, <laughs> I would never take away these people's voices. And if you think third party candidacy, if you think I'm dead wrong and you, you're like, no, then I, I wish you would get out and advocate for it and be the voice of, of third party voting. Like, take this hatred. The hatred you receive should be a call to action that you are on the right path. That's how I receive it. It means to me that if, if my video did this much damage, something about it was touching a nerve. I think a lot of these people were pissed because I'm right. Because they understand that there is a danger to democracy. And, they're, and they don't want to vote for Biden. But they know that they should. And they're angry that I was condescending about it. And they're angry that, that they're put in a position where they have to choose a lesser of two evils. I get not wanting to choose the lesser of two evils. I get that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to either. I would love to pick a guy that makes me feel like, wow, this is a president. Yeah. But that reality doesn't conform to our wishes mm-hmm. all the time. If it did, I wouldn't be on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this. So I hope if you sat through all this, yeah, I, I really hope that you don't let hatred and vitriol affect you the whole point of us talking about this is because i want people to hear you know our experiences with it yeah and i don't think either of us were silenced no and i i I just want to reiterate just i i watched this video of a couple years ago they interviewed the lead singer of the band converge who i really like and they they said he doesn't have any internet presence and he said they said, why? He said, the internet's just negativity, and I don't want to add to it. I really think that's pretty amazing. You know, I'm not saying don't be on the internet, but the world is negativity. Why add to it? Why not do something positive and advocate for justice in, in, in any way you know how? And it, 
I don't think advocating for justice is telling a, a disabled veteran to kill himself. I agree. I think that, and I also didn't go on any of their pages and attack them. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that you should just try to spread positivity. Yeah. I mean, I will say I was incredibly condescending. So maybe you could argue that, that was negativity, but I do think that there are levels and, um, it was also, it was a, a comedy video. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but, uh, it'd comedy be, is subjective. I get, yeah. I get that. It was really funny how many people told me how unfunny I am. Yeah. Like these, I have four followers. How, you know how many messages I got being like, people aren't mad at you because you were condescending. They're mad because you aren't funny. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I, some I people know. think I'm funny. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't have time for it, but that's the struggle of every comedian. Is Everyone thinks they're a... Uh, oh, that's how I know I've made it. Because yeah. I have half the internet thinks I'm not funny. I'm like, oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're a fucking expert on comedy, and they don't know shit about shit. They've never done a bringer show. They've never, <laughs> oh, they've never sat at a three-hour open mic, gone last in a bucket. They don't know shit about fuck. This is like the podcast <laughs> yeah. where you and I just unleash yeah. with swears. I'm gonna have to put like a trigger warning. And be like, we get very. Do you want to... No, if you bleeped it out, it'd be too much It would work. take me forever. Yeah. I've sworn so many times. We swear on the podcast. Why don't you say your, your Venmo? Because that way people can pay you for editing this. Oh, yeah. If you want to pay me, my Venmo is Patrick Waller. <laughs> it's in my bio on TikTok and stuff. Wait. Okay. I got a bit. It what? might be Patrick Dash Waller. I don't know. One person had a really good... It, it, I couldn't tell what angle he was coming from but he said more like patrick j loser <laughs> and i was like all right that's pretty funny i will say when a troll is clever i'm it's like so funny. i'm like about it if you yeah. come on my page and you get my goat and mm -hmm. you really mm -hmm. set me up and like <laughs> yeah and I, and I respond and you're like ah yeah. like if you're clever like they're never clever anymore they're no. just like i hope you kill yourself yeah. it's like that's not fuck that that's not clever that's no. just cruel yeah I used to troll you back in the spring a little bit. Yeah. You'd be like, you'd be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. This sucks more than the war. And I'd be like, you went to war? <laughs> <laughs> but then I, you know, then we started this podcast. I was like, I have to be a little more professional. And you're like, oh no, he's, he's broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I hope that you all got something out of this. Mm -hmm. It as always, felt rambly and about nothing, and then I'm sure we'll no. get a bunch of emails about how it helped a bunch of people, and Absolutely. I will be utterly confused, Absolutely. as I always am. People are like, this Captain America episode <laughs> changed my life, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm talking about, ever. <laughs> I am just a clown who screams a lot. No, dude. Who has very strong opinions, backed up by CNN. Just a show for CNN. What is it with CNN? Why does everyone think I watch that? I don't watch... They are pretty liberal. Are they? I don't watch the news. I get, like, I read articles. I don't watch I just watch your cable. TikToks. I know. So, <laughs> many, so many people are like, I watch your TikToks for the news. I'm like, that's problematic. Yeah. You should do some basic oh research. Oh, my God. I, it's flattering, but it's like, yikes. Yeah. All right, well... 
I'm wrong a lot, and I don't print retractions. Oh, so. my God. At best, I put a comment that's like, all right, well, I was wrong. <laughs> Whatever. I, closing thoughts. Thank, I, I, anyone who came and helped me on Twitter and, like, backed me up, you know, a big thank you to that. I, I think drowning out people with positivity is always a really useful. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would say when you receive hate, respond to it. I think there are three options to responding to hate. You can ignore it and block them, which I think is always an option. I don't think you should ever feel compelled to engage with hateful rhetoric on a social media platform. It is not your responsibility. You don't need to change these people's minds. Often they're just trolls. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the spoons or the wherewithal or just the emotional... Um, endurance to deal with a stream of hate block them don't stop making the content you want to make or saying the opinions you want to say just don't engage with the hate or like i like to do goof on them Mm -hmm. if someone's gonna troll you troll them right back or try to be positive in return it meet their negativity with positivity if somebody tells you to go kill yourself tell them you hope that they don't I don't know. You know, Ooh, that's a good one. Just, I, I just, I would never, don't meet hate with hate. Mm-hmm. Meeting hate with hate may, wins no friends or wars. It's just going to escalate the rhetoric. It's going to escalate the conflict. I wouldn't even really engage with an argument with them. Sometimes I will engage with the substance of their argument. Or I will, a lot of the times just like, hey, that's fascist propaganda. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to engage with fascist propaganda. And they don't like that. They'll yell at you. Oh, you screw you, piece of shit. It's like, hey, I, I'm just, I don't want to engage with you. Or if they say something blatantly wrong, I'll be like, actually, here are the, the real statistics. Like, hey, medics kill people. Actually, medics are non-combatants. Mm-hmm. I carried a weapon for self-defense and for my patient's defense, but I never fired around overseas. Fuck you, baby killer. Yeah. Cool. That's when I blocked that guy. Because it's like, I'm not going to, I'm yeah. not going to keep engaging yeah. with that. Yeah. A lot of them, like the guy who was like, with respect, mm-hmm. maybe you should have been more contrite. I tried to engage with him for a little while. I was like, hey man, I I really don't think that you policing my tone is helpful here. I haven't sworn at you. I haven't attacked anyone. I'm just being, um, I'm just not being sorry enough. Don't you think that after getting death threats, it's rude to tell someone to be more sorry? And he was like, Tell that to the dead Iraqis. I'm like, okay, well, I, that's not an argument. And yeah. I wasn't in Iraq. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Dude, fuck those people. Seriously. Oh, like, who, who the fuck you is know, this You want to hear something crazy? What? I feel a lot of empathy for them. Really? Yes. I, I don't know why. I want to just hate them. It'd be easier. But I also, like, the Trumpies. I feel empathy for mm-hmm. them, too. I see a bunch of kids that are... In adults that are in, a, in a, a relationship with a cult leader who's abusive. And they're doing what abusive people do. Or abused people do. No, he didn't mean that. He, he, yeah. he That's not what he's like. You, you just don't understand. Like, they're defending him because they have to. Psychologically. And I think these kids that attacked me, I think that at, some of them are just trolls. Mm-hmm. Fuck, trolls, whatever. I don't care. 4chan, you're, you're a shitty kid. Grow up. I hope you get help. Yeah. But a lot of them, I think it probably comes from a place of like genuine um I 
think they think they're doing the right thing and they're just woefully wrong. Mm -hmm. And so there's maybe empathy is the wrong word, sympathy. I just, I look at that and I go, this is sad. This is sad that you can't see that I'm an ally. It's sad that you're like LGBTQ folk and you hate me for something as simple as being a medic. Um, and the, the vitriol and hate that I receive, a lot of it I think comes from like, uh, I'm sure a lot of them are jealous that I'm receiving attention. I think that's a huge part of social media is just screw you for having a bigger platform yes. than me. Uh, or, or just, I understand coming at me and being like, hey, screw you. And then me responding like, Ugh, eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> I totally get why they were like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. Oh, and now he's going to be like, you know, I, and I'm not going to apologize because I think that, I think there's merit to service and I'm not going to apologize for my opinion. And I get why that would be inflammatory to them. So I don't know. Is that empathy or, or sympathy? I don't Maybe I didn't. It's, it's understanding. I would say at the very, I least. just don't have any hatred towards them. That's good. I just, I just feel sad. I feel sad that they would, they would attack me like that. And I worry about that rhetoric with someone who is less open-minded, less open-minded. Well, not, yeah. If they attack some of the other vets, I know my God, but also like I, it worries me if they were to find someone who were, I don't want to say this the wrong way, less resilient, perhaps mm -hmm. someone mm -hmm. who might take their life. Mm -hmm. And I worry about that now that i've said that it makes me want to be like man screw those kids it's complicated it's complicated and also i have to wonder if they're that hateful how much hate are they holding inside mm -hmm. because in order to make jokes like haha you your friends killed yourselves killed themselves like how much hate do you have to have internally to, to think that's funny you psychologically i find a lot of the time when i'm pissed off or when i'm depressed or anxious i will get very trigger happy on the internet I'll, oh me too i'll see something even if i'm like just really depressed and i'll see someone's twitter clip i'll be like fuck this person i'm gonna just like i can channel all of my despair towards hating them and it'll just oh and i <laughs> i used to do that I, when i first got sober i was like I had a lot of depression. I had a lot of anger. I would just get into internet fights with people over like musical opinions and shit. <laughs> and and now you don't think Lincoln Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like, I you know what? I just do the opposite. I I I try to be nice and I say nice things. And when I went when I went on our Twitter. I engage with some of these people. I did it in a very nice way. And I try to find common ground. And then I just like the people who tweet at us, I say nice things. And it just feels good. Feels good. Mm. Well, they say that spreading positivity makes you feel good. Baby killer. <laughs> <laughs> so it says the baby killer. Oh, I just love killing babies. Yeah. All right. Hey guys, I hope you guys got some out of this. Email us if you did. We'd mm -hmm. love to hear. You know, maybe give us. I guess. What do you want to hear us talk about? Yeah. We're gonna. I mean, we're gonna keep doing the movie reviews, and we're. You know, but we're open to whatever. 
yeah. know, this this podcast can continue to grow. If there's like a mental health or veterans topic you want us to cover, feel free to email us or tweet at us. The Twitter is what War Porn Podcast. I don't know. You run it. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the email is warpornpodcast at gmail and yeah, we'd love we want to really start engaging with the audience more. So we might not respond to you, but know that we read the we, emails we and we're taking it. it into advisement. We yeah. A lot of people have recommended V for Vendetta, which I've never seen. You've never seen it? Have you? I have seen it. Do you think it would be good for the it's podcast? Pretty, it's pretty good. It's it's very relevant to the world we live in. Very dystopian. Ugh, that's what I don't want to watch right now. Yeah. Well, we might do that. Uh, uh, someone got... recommend a couple of people recommended Iron Giant. Have you never seen the Iron I've Giant? I've never seen it. Oh my god. Oh, well, I know you talked about it the other day. Oh, it's yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we should do the Iron Giant. Yeah. That movie is like, well, that movie's <laughs> tough because it's 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 very anti-war. Ooh. It's and staunchly anti-war. And you're a baby killer. And I'm so. a baby killer. Yeah. So. So that probably upsets you. Also, one of the role, another role where Vin Diesel says like one word. Oh, he plays the robot. Superman. <laughs> He yeah, he's a very underrated actor. So it's it's another one or two line, and the main character's name is Hogarth. So that's a Damn. you'll just get. I'm sure you'll get some mileage out of that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So that's in the pipeline. I this was cathartic for me at good. the very least. Yeah. I feel like it was good to chat about all this. Yes. I, I I if you're still listening and you're like, man, fuck this liberal, um, <laughs> fuck this liberal baby killer. Just if. If you're still pissed at us, I highly recommend you download all of our other episodes. Yeah, really dig in and try to find stuff that you don't like. Yeah, own us. Own us by listening. Dude, one of them bought my book. <laughs> what? One of them bought my book so they could read through it and try to find stuff to attack me with. And they largely were like... So the book is set in 2042 and it is basically like aliens come and we have this technological revolution and then we get into a big war through these portals to like other realities and the guy was like this guy can't even conceive of a future without war that's how much he loves war and it was like i wrote a pulpy science fiction novel during war oh my god it's like and the guy literally they're like they had they were like our anti-veteran uh, brigade is going to be attacking Patrick Lawler, and we bought his book. And I was like, "You guys are idiots." That's just how much free time do these people have? Evidently, a lot to read an entire book. Dude, I I took a lot of time at work just going through that Twitter thread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Okay, are we good? I think so. Hey, hi everyone. As always, thank you so mm-hmm. much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed. I hope you enjoy the other podcasts. Keep following me on TikTok and all my other social medias. I'm Patrick Lawler yeah. everywhere. I'm Gene Meyer at Gene Meyer LOL. And uh, we'll we'll catch you guys soon. Uh, rate rate us on iTunes. Yeah. And um. Bye. See ya.